Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Raiders! Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride! Here we go! What is up, Raider Nation? Your old buddy Murph back once again for another what we hope to be fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. That's right. Uh, you got your old buddy Murph back here in the fan cave for episode number 123 of, uh, of, of Raiders Fan Radio. And you know, uh, my Uncle Mosh has been on, on kind of a hiatus here lately. You know, it's a busy season for him. It's a busy work time for him. And so uh, so he hasn't been able to uh, uh, to adorn the southern annex of the Murph's fan cave desk like he like he normally does. And, and you know, so I had a podcast selfie go on one week. And then, uh, thankfully, uh, original co-host of the show, Sonny, was able to return uh, last week and join us for a show. But you know what? 
really super cool and really blessed and thankful to welcome my guest this week this week's co-host the co-pilot here in murph's fan cave uh is the one and only which and i was given explicit instructions that this man was not only granted access but granted uh permission from the man himself that normally adorns the southern uh annex of the fan cave desk from the one and only uncle mosh that said this is the only guy he would trust to sit in his chair and it is the one and only aaron we call him capo q dog raider what's up aaron hey in the building you got scrapped the bottom of the barrel, but you know what? You got a, a, a sideshow partner. You got it. <laughs> Call me Robin. What's up, Nation? Give it up. Man, it's so cool to have you here, man. To have you have you here live. Uh, you know, we've been talking uh, uh, on the show, through the show, and the show. via text and 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 whatnot for for a long time now. And and uh, you were coming through town, and we were like, man, let's get together and have you live on, on uh, here in the fan cave. This is fantastic. Oh, it's better than fantastic, baby. I mean, this is like a dream come true. I mean, you know, got hooked in on the ground floor of the show, and. Um, Things went here and there, met other members of the nation and stuff like that through the show. And it's just, you know, this thing coming full circle. Now I'm in studio. That's awesome. Well, and you know, we were talking last week. We're talking with Sonny. It's one of the coolest things about uh, Raiders Fan Radio has been the, uh, the the community that's developed, you know, around the show. And, it, you know, we've always, we always knew from the early on we wanted to have our callers be part of the show or people, listeners be part of the show. We didn't want it to just be uh, Sonny and I sitting here talking out loud. Uh, we wanted to have interaction with Raider Nation. And you were one of the first ones that really uh, not only jumped in with us, but you really got what we were going for. You got the humor of it. And and and, and everybody does. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, uh there there wasn't anybody that wasn't but you just it just clicked with you early like it just and and i was always appreciative of your humor uh and and your insight you know you always had knowledgeable takes and so you were the first uh, uh one of the first interviews that we had on the show uh, outside yeah. of media or That's a player right. or a coach or whatever we just had you on the show and then now here you are live in the fan cave man this is great to have you yeah, yeah, couldn't uh, believe that it came true, but you know, let's get down to it, man. Let's, All let's right, talk little Raiders, man. All right, see what his humble guy he is. He doesn't want to talk about himself. He's just yeah. not about self gloss. Uh, he wants to just jump right in and, and talk about the Raiders. So absolutely. All right, so Raider Nation. So we got a few things to get to today. Uh, it's been a minute since we kind of did the normal format of the show. Uh, so there is a lot to get to. Uh, obviously, a, um, a, a lot of, uh, of of news there uh, to get to. So we we definitely will. We'll, we'll get to that soon. Um, and uh, we're going to go through some contact information, of course. Uh, you know, we always give um, respect uh, towards the top of the show, but in honor of having Capo Q Dog here this week, we're going to have a hit list. We're going to go over the. <laughs> We're going to go over the hit list, uh, and then uh, we're going to talk about uh, some other news stories, and then, of course, get to the Sea of Fans mailbag, which is always awesome to get to. So, uh, Raider Nation, real quick. to support the show as so many of you uh, do so well uh, there's a few different ways you can do that number one you can like us on YouTube and you could subscribe to us on YouTube and uh, most importantly in that aspect be part of our chat room uh, the chat room I see is going nuts right now already and uh, so if you want to join us live we're usually live on Wednesdays or sometimes Tuesdays like tonight and uh, and jump into the to the chat room there and I see uh, 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 Chuck Splatterhead McCann's in there Adam Hill Ron Stratton uh, Kevin the 
Raider Nerd, Ron, uh, Juan Herrera, Mojo Raider. What's up, Mojo? Uh, Mr. Kano, uh, USC yeah. Raider, Salvador's in there. Chuck Ro- McCann, Spiderhead's in the building. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, Chuck McCann, president of the New Jersey chapter of the Black Hole and, and host of the Fan Club Bliss right here on Merce Fan Cave Podcast Network. Uh, so absolutely great to see everybody in there. Appreciate the uh, uh, the, the support. Uh, the guys are saying you're, you're, you're a little low, so get, get right in that microphone. I got to man. Get good and loud in that thing so they, they can hear you. I've got you cranked up, so uh, definitely be good and loud there. Um, so anyways, uh, you do that. And then also another way to support the show is that in the subscription, uh, probably not here on the live version of it, but later on uh, as the show goes up, there'll be a link there uh, that will take you to nflshop.com. And please uh, support Raiders Fan Radio by, uh, if you're going to go buy something at NFLshop.com, just click that link. Uh, you click that link, it will take you there, and we get uh, an, a certain amount of proceeds back from NFLshop.com, and we're going to take all that money and we're going to donate it. Now, I can't, I wish I could tell you who it's going to, because I think I know who it's going to. It's very Raider-related. Uh, it's There's some amazing causes. We're actually going to support two different charities, uh, but but I hopefully by as soon as next show we'll be able to to announce who it is uh just got to get the 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 t's crossed and the and the i's dotted uh and so when we do that uh we will definitely let you all know who it is obviously and so uh that money will go to them so please support uh raiders fan radio and these uh and these charities in that way uh, it doesn't cost you anything extra all you got to do is just uh just go through that link and then you will um the the extra money will then uh kick back to us and then we will then in turn donate it and then the last uh but not least uh you can support us on any audio podcast format like uh, stitcher itunes google play well it's not itunes anymore it's apple podcast now but uh any of those services you could just look for murph's fan cave that's m-u-r-f-s fan cave and then subscribe to us in that way so uh for uh we get to the stories let's go ahead and jump in and get some contact information from uh the one and only uncle mosh all right boys and girls pay attention you got your old uncle mosh here with an update That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh. He twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you wanted to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? All right, once again, welcome to Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 123. And uh, Q-Dog, you know you know, we always name our show, or we at least relate our show number That's right. back to something significant in Raider Nation, right? So what's your theme this week? So this week, it's episode number 123. And, you know, it could be sometimes a yardage total. We've used a section of the stadium. We've used a lot of different things. Numbers once upon a time. when the it was story in, scores, in, I mean. Absolutely. You, you bring it all. Absolutely. And so, but this week, we're going with a record. 
So really? now, for, now their uh, NFL teams. There was either fourteen game seasons, okay. uh, or and then they went obviously now to sixteen. So twelve and three only adds to fifteen. But for episode number one twenty three, we're going to use the record twelve and three as our number. You want to tell Raider Nation why we chose that? Hmm. What was the last time that we had a, a winning season? Uh, that would be 2016. So 2016, 12 and three. What that means to me is possibly the last time that we had a playoff run. That's exactly right. You are the man. And yes, yeah, so 12 and three. Uh, that the Raiders went 12 and three in 2016. As of Christmas Eve, uh, I was at church service, right. and uh, I got home from church, and my phone was blowing up, and uh, from different friends and family, and everybody saying, "Too bad about your quarterback." And I'm thinking, "Oh no, oh no!" And uh, and now that same day, of course, you know, a lot of you know that we live in Middle Tennessee, right? And uh, and uh, originally from the Bay Area, live now in Middle Tennessee, and so I was like, "Well, maybe they're thinking I'm a Titans fan or something," because I knew Mariota got hurt that same day. day. Same day, same uh, injury as Derek Carr. And so I'm thinking, oh, no, I hope they're making a mistake. I flip on the TV because I had the game DVR'd. Right. But, and I'm like, but forget the DVR. I just want to know what happened. So I yeah. go straight to the news. Derek Carr, broken leg. So it was, it was devastating because, I mean, we, even though we were 12 and 3, we all knew it was kind of over at that point. It, tell it me, was curtains, man. It was tell curtains. Me, tell me what your experience was. Where were you that day? Well, I was not at church. <laughs> I was at a Humperdinks in the greater uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area with uh, the defenders of silver, silver and black. And we all just, it was just like a, a hush came over the room. We got a huge room in the back of that restaurant. And it's just full of Raiders fans. And then we see the, the, the linebacker come and, of course, Donald Penn whiffs on the block. And then all you see is just, you know, Derek Carr in a seated position holding his leg, pointing at his ankle, talking about, it's broke, man, it's broke, man. And I'm like... I hope this isn't self-analysis that comes true. But sure enough, I mean, this twig was snapped and our hearts were dashed right there. We knew. That was it. Oh, man, it was totally it. That was it. And, sure. you know, it was it was tough because it was like, because everybody forgets about the pinky now, huh? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like we were just coming off of this pinky injury where Derek Carr gets his, his finger blows up. Goes on Michael Jackson. You know. Where's the glove? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it, and you know, and he, and he goes in, and he they snap it back, they tape it up, they do all this different stuff. To it's like, all right, he's gonna be well enough at least to execute the offense, and then here he goes and and and, and snaps his twig as you as you play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we and, had oh. lots of Bridgewater. I mean, you know, okay, he can rock the glove, he can throw the rock, and everything like that. But you know, it just didn't work out the way that we wanted. I mean, could you imagine that season? Oh. Could you imagine that playoff run? I don't. I couldn't imagine. You know. Us losing to Houston the way that we did. I mean, first of all, we probably would have hosted had we played that last, you know. Oh, yeah, because we would have beat the Broncos. We'd have we, beat them that last. The that's, that's, that's right. We wrapped up the division. Yep. But Yeah. Uh, rough day, but, you know, look, at it, it was yeah. still a significant significant moment in Raider history. So even though uh, – 12 and 3 was it was nice. It was a good record, but that's, we kissed our sister. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> she gave us a stank eye. I mean, oh, why are you doing man. this? But, uh, but I, it, I think we're depressing the crowd though. I real. know, right? So let's move on to something something fun. Let's move on to something. Well, actually, 
I got an interesting, we'll just say I got an interesting uh, uh, next topic here. It may not be a lot of fun. Uh, well, it's always going to be fun, but at least it's, it's, not a, it's not rosy. We'll just say that. All right, so uh, here at the top of the show, we always give respect. You know, we, we don't do shout outs. We don't no, do props. Not Nothing all. wrong with those things, but we, uh, you know, we give respect. You know what yeah. I mean? This thing that we do here on Raiders Fan Radio, uh, we give respect. Well, in honor of having you, Q-Dog, here in the, in the, in the, in the, in the fan cave, we didn't want to give anybody respect. You're famous on our show <laughs> for having the hit list. For these are people yeah. that maybe are a little crossed up with Raider Nation. This could be somebody uh, that plays for the team. This could be somebody that's uh, maybe spread some ill will. The intrigue the team. is building, baby. I mean, uh, you got me in. <laughs> well, you invented it. Well, I mean, you're taking it to the next level. I mean, who, who are we going to put on that? I mean, let me get, my, right. let me get my sight adjusted. All right. <laughs> All right. So here uh, we're going to do the hit list. So this is now this is my hit list. I came up with these three names on here, but I want you. Your input. I want your reaction to the to these three names that I put on there, and there's a very specific reason why uh, these three names are, are on the uh, on the hit list this week. So uh, number one is, uh, and of course, this is all in jest. So for all of those of you out there, just uh, b- please understand that. But so, the, but first and foremost is um, I got Libby Schaff. I got the mayor of Oakland on the list this week on the hit list this week because you know she's been kind of the the one that's uh i don't know she's been the figurehead we'll just call her the reason for a lot of the challenges for the raiders and the the coliseum authority and seemingly everybody that wanted to get a stadium deal done in oakland she Mm -hmm. seems to be the person that that runs the most roadblocks is that fair is that a nice way to put it uh, compared to a lot of the people in the Bay Area, you're being extremely generous in your uh, rundown okay. of this assessment. <laughs> okay. For real. All right. So knowing that she has been the one that's typically been on the front end of, mm-hmm. of, of halting progress. And relishes it. I mean, she doesn't shy away from this. I mean, she really likes to play the villain to the organization that is the villain. So by proxy, I ain't got nothing for her. Abs- All right. Thank you. All right. Now... That woman, knowing that, that what her disposition is normally towards the Raiders, went on a Bay Area, I think this is KPIX Channel 5, but she went on one of the local news stations and did an appearance, and this is what she had to say. Let's talk about the Raiders, and we're hearing that the Raiders are going to play in Oakland maybe one more season, possible? <laughs> yes, it's a long goodbye. Yeah. Um, I'm thrilled, actually, after shopping oh, really? around a few other spots. Um, we are in great negotiations right now to see the Raiders play here for 2019 and possibly 2020. Um, the, the negotiations are going well. It will not impact our lawsuit against the NFL and the Raiders for what we believe was uh, their absolute uh, abandonment of Oakland as their home base. Uh, But we are going to try and keep them here as long as we can. That Raider Nation, those fans are the best in the world. They deserve to have their Raiders close by. And and we want the workers to also continue to get those jobs as long as we can. So expect next week we might be bringing uh, an actual agreement to the Coliseum board to vote on. Well, you had a lot to tell us. It's it's tough for me to deal with people that don't represent a consistent opinion. It, look, if you're against the Raiders, if you're against... What that's fine. I, I can, but don't flip now because now they're going to be now you got to save face because they're going to be in town for an extra year. What do you think? I definitely would take the mayor that's across the bay over in San Francisco, 
first of all, she's an excellent slow dancer. Oh my goodness, and she wears a pantsuit. But to pull it back to the realm of what we're talking about, I mean, this lady came out with the fire and venom against the nation, and then she turns it around and then soft serves it talking about the greatest fans in the world. You can't have it both ways. You can't have political expediency on one side and then dial it back and then want to be on the right side of history, which she is clearly going to be on the wrong side of. She has time and time again voted down, you know, initiatives that would have kept the team in Oakland where we belong over the course of the past decade. Now, I know that when she was just a city council member before she ascended to be in her honor, I mean, she did us no favors then. So, you know, let's not dial that back and think that, you know, this is just a new genesis of hate. This lady, I don't know what she's got against the Raiders. Maybe she's just a diehard A's fan. But the thing is, Raider Nation, we need to go ahead and fill her inbox. And I know she's got an inbox somewhere with (laughs) (laughs) our two cents, our concern, and basically, you know, where we're going to lie our votes. Because once we stir her and get her in her wheelhouse – that's whenever you know we that's actually make right. real change, and then we're gonna go to Vegas anyway. That's I know that's the other. Well, but we can leave you know saying something you know stinky inside of a brown <laughs> bag and light it on fire and set it on her front porch as constituents. There we go. There we go. Love it. Not All that right. me or you would do it, but the proverbial. The you proverbial. Make, hey, like to do nice, nicely Come done. On, nicely well. done. Nicely done. All right. So, uh, all right. Next. Now, this is going to be a real interesting one. So, I mentioned I got three names on the hit list. So here's here's uh here's name number two. Now. You are a Q dog. You, you, I'm not a proud only, member of the Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. There you go. Uh, so there you go. So, so there's the, the the genesis of the name Q Dog Raider. Okay. Now, also a member of this fraternity is former uh, Raiders wide receiver Jerry Porter. Jerry Porter. New Zealand okay. chapter, West Virginia University. Right now, we like Jerry Porter. Love him. We love Jerry Porter. Right. We loved him when he was a Raider. Well, then he had some comments for the Raiders, particularly John Gruden this week. And now, look, I'm going to put him on my hit list because here's the thing. He's grown. This thing of ours, there's one thing you don't do. You don't speak out against the family. No. You know, there's two things you got to learn. Number one, you don't speak out. You don't talk about your friends. and You always keep your mouth shut, right? Those are the two things that Robert De Niro taught us in Goodfellas, (laughs) right? You know what I mean? So, well, this guy this week spoke out against the family. Oh, no. What was it like playing for for Coach Gruden the first time around he was there? Hell, we didn't like each other. He he doesn't like young guys. That's another reason I say I don't think he's going to – he would uh, take a quarterback uh, early. Um, Coach Gruden seems to me as the the person who wants to see the resume, what you've done in the NFL. That's why he was – that's why uh, Jordy Nelson was able to come there and fit in, but – I don't know, young receivers. Like, I mean, actually, Amari Cooper had a resume too. But, like, rookies, young guys, he leans on them. It's nothing they've ever seen before. It's tough. And it gets you to a point where I, I felt like I wanted to fight Gruden once. So, yeah, he's just one of the – he's an abrasive guy. And uh, our, our uh, personalities clash. But um, he seems like he has a, a plan and things are shaping up for him. I mean, the first year, everybody was ready to toss him back. But – after just one move in free agency, his second year in, uh, all all is forgotten and everybody's pro Gruden again. Are you guys okay now? Or- I wouldn't say so. I, we we haven't talked. We haven't spoken. Uh, the last thing, last time I think he's um, mentioned my name was when I scored in the Super Bowl against him, and eh, just we didn't end well. Last like in '02, after the O, after the Tuck rule and everything. Um, 
It's funny. It's a funny story. Only not uh, only like three or four people know about this. So Mark Meyer was um, was a trainer um, uh, with the Raiders. Now I think he's the head trainer at uh, University of Nebraska. But I was doing rehab for my separated shoulder because I separated my shoulder in the um, in the tuck rule game. And um, Gruden walks through the weight room. Is like, hey man, Michael Jordan's coming to town. Me and you courtside. I love you, bro. Walked off. Next day on the uh, on it through the through the media newspapers. However, you found out he had taken uh, got essentially traded to Tampa, and that was the last thing he said to me. And then after that, the 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 touchdown in the Super Bowl. He didn't speak to me, but you could hear like you know he was mic'd up for the game. He's like, you got to be been kidding me. That uh, he didn't catch that ball in bounds. I don't think he liked me. I don't. It's not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. But eh, for the greater good, I hope the Raiders do well, and I hope he does well. All right. Now he saves it at the end. There, he he keeps it from going completely off the rails. At least to me, was that at least he wishes him good luck, and it doesn't appear that he's got any ill will towards the organization as a whole. And now this is a TMZ appearance and he's wearing a uh, he's wearing his hats backwards but he's got an nfl a black nfl hat on him assume it's a raider hat and he's wearing a raider shirt so he's definitely still repping the team but i, I don't know he kind of went in on coach there what, what do you think you dog i think he pulled a libby shaft i mean yeah. if you talk i you mean you kind of went you kind of i mean the way that that whole commentary flowed i mean He's kind of all over the place. I mean, there's definitely some animus there. But why is there some animus there? He did make it to the Super Bowl. And if you know that your coach is not a young player-centric type of individual and you're a young player, play through it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not like Jerry Porter went on to have, like, these massively successful seasons after after Gruden left. I mean, he had some decent years, and I'm not going to throw him under the bus. And I get, this is not because I, I did like him as a player, and I still like the guy. Yeah. Um, but I just – I thought that was a little – a little misguided, I guess, maybe yeah. maybe in some of those comments. And I don't know. And I mean, and, and I, I think the other thing, too, that threw me a little bit is we don't hear from Jerry Porter a lot. No, he's a recluse. And we've reached out to him. I've personally reached out to him in order to get, you know, his side of things, you know, outside of the shows uh, so he could come to the show and, you know, kind of air these things out. Going to TMZ, yeah, kind of smacks of sensationalism a little bit. But um, there are better, you know, mediums and venues in order to air out that stuff. And then again, why are you airing that out? You touched on it perfectly. I mean, you're going against the family and you're going public as you do it. Bad look, bro. Yeah, look. yeah, not a good look. I think that's it right there. Just not a good look. And, you know, he made the comment that Gruden doesn't like uh, uh, young players and that he that he only engages the veterans. And, look, and this is a common theme. It's not just Jerry Porter that's brought this up. We've heard this from numerous people. Well, when you look at the current roster of the Raiders, the way they sit today, there are two guys that are above the age of 30, and one of them we just traded for. So come on now. How- Compared to last year where we had all but two guys that were over 30. <laughs> yeah, right? Mean, yeah. Hey, tale of two seasons. Absolutely. So uh, all right, so last last one here, and um, then I'll get off my, my grumpy soapbox. All right, so the last one on the hit list is um, uh, really a, a guy and an organization, and there's a there's a, a little bit of a, uh, of a backstory to this. So uh, most recently – uh, in fact, as recently as yesterday, uh, Pro Football Talk and its proprietor, Mike Florio, who you see not only on their own productions, but you see him on uh, NBC's Football Night in America and whatnot. Mike Florio and PFT got into a bit of a tussle uh, with uh, one of the local Raiders writers. And speaking of the family, this guy, we're talking about Vic Tafer, a yeah. writer for The Athletic. Yes. Um, Vic, going way back when, when Sonny and I first started 
Vic was one of the ver- the first media members that joined us on the show. And Vic's actually been on our show twice. It's been a while since we've had him on, but Vic was one of the guys early on. I'm talking before Raiders fan radio, before Raiders fan cast, like back when we did a Madden show. Wow. He came on. We did a show called the Sports Dagos. Okay. And 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 we had a, and this offshoot that was Raiders related. Anyways, he came on. So I mean, he has been so generous with his time and so kind to us. So when I saw that Florio was getting mixed up with Vic, immediately I'm going to take Vic's side just because he's one of our guys. But then when I looked at what happened, it really kind of fleshed out the big picture and it was really unfortunate what happened. So Vic had this story about um, Sloan University. I think it was Sloan or Sloan Research Center, part of the MIT, uh, part of the university. Anyways, the the gist of the article is this: is that there's this big analytics conference. And follow me, Raider Nation. I know I'm kind of all over the place, but there's this big analytics conference that goes on every year. And it's a sports analytics conference where they measure these different whatever factors and different things in, in sports from uh, you know anything that you can measure, anything that has to do with the number. So the, this firm and this group and this conference said that the Raiders made the move of the year in sports by trading Khalil Mack. Thought I saw something that about by that. By the numbers, just strictly by that, by evaluating the, the statistics of it all, That's right. that the Raiders came out better than any other organization in any other transaction. Okay. Now, hold up, Murph. Yeah. This sounds like validation to me. Absolutely. Dangerously close to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, uh, a great point is that this kind of confirms what a lot of us had been hoping were the case. And, you know, we, you know, we can only go off of what we can read and what, yeah. what news we can acquire, but by judging the big picture and not how it felt in the moment when we traded away one of the most defensive or dominant defensive players in the right. league, how, you know, yes, it hurt our feelings, but we tried to understand why. And by understanding why it unveiled this bigger picture in play. Well, this bigger picture in play, like you said, got validated by this universe. So Vic did an article on this. Uh, This was announced on March 5th and just this past week. So just a few days ago, um, it, 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 Vic wrote this article detailing this experience. Okay. All right. So PFT, Mike Florio's organization here, I come full circle. I'm finally going to wrap this story up. PFT comes full circle to come full circle takes Vic's story, paraphrases it, and then publishes it as their own work. So Vic, his immediate response to PFT was, you're not even going to link to my story. This is all on Twitter. You guys can look at it. It's still on there now. You're not even going to link to my story. Not going to cite your resources. Exactly. And so, look, it doesn't take much to understand that, look, in, in, in journalism and in, in, as far as integrity goes, you always do what you just said. Cite your sources. You, yeah. you, you tie back to, the, to, to where it came from. At a minimum, you just at least acknowledge the fact that you pulled. Well, all they did was deny, 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 deny. Wow. And it turned into a Twitter beef between PFT and Vic and ended when Vic blocked them. Not yep. only PFT, but blocked... Um, uh, the one of the editors and whatnot, and everybody in Raider Nation came to Vic's defense because he was as well. Right. They should as well. They should. So here's why PFT and here's why Florio is on my hit list, and here's why I say all that. You guys know that we rally against these entities a lot because yeah. they spread false information all the time, and we're such an easy target. So you know, we always got to pick up the mantle. So go ahead, man. absolutely. Run it so down. so w- because of this spread of false information because of this always 
clickbait and headline grabbing type of reporting it doesn't do Raider Nation any good. It doesn't do a football fan any good. No. All it does is rile us up unnecessarily, frankly, right? That's right. You're poking the bear. All right. Exactly. And so uh, so I was kind of happy to see all this go on with Vic because it was, again, that almost like validation. Like, yeah, right. you guys are jerks. Yeah, we really are. You know, not only did we suspect that you were, but we've seen it. So here's, <laughs> so here's something else that, that has happened here recently that just cracked me up that PFT did. And this is before this latest thing with Vic. All right. Um, on Mike Florio's podcast, on their little PFT thing, he went on this whole thing about how John Gruden didn't come to the Raiders to coach Derek Carr. They were one of the ones, PFT was, that was leading this crusade of, oh, the Raiders are going to trade Derek Carr. They're going to trade Derek Carr. Derek Carr's not safe. He's he's going to be on his way out, right? All this rhetoric that we hear, q Everything that Mayock and uh, Gruden have been saying time and time again, they've been consistent. Carr's our guy. They went out and they got all the groceries necessary for him to cook up this next season, and it's glad, you know, I'm glad that you actually got to the foundation of all of this misinformation and stuff like that that constantly keeps the Raiders in a bad light. They don't know what's going on because they don't know or care to know what's going on with the Raiders. All they want is a, a rabid fan base in order to get clicks by sensationalizing a story that goes 180 degrees from what's actually happening out there in the Bay. It's absolutely, sickening, man. It's absolutely sickening. Absolutely. And so I made up a little, knowing all this has gone on, and this is, again, this is before the Vic thing. The Vic thing was just extra. Uh, I made up this little thing. I took Florio's soundbite of him saying, I'm not, uh, uh, John Gruden didn't come to the Raiders to coach Derek Carr, and I, and I mixed it up with some quotes from John Gruden himself. And here's what this sounds like. Come on. Look, John Gruden didn't go to the Raiders to coach Derek Carr. He went... You know, our quarterback played well, and in, in, in spite of what all the geniuses say, threw for 4,000 yards for the first time in his career. He completed almost 70% of his passes, so we're really confident in Carr and what he can do in our system. Look, John Gruden didn't go to the Raiders to coach Derek Carr. He went to the Raiders to coach the Raiders. Yeah. One of the big reasons I wanted to come back and coach is I wanted to try to get the keys to this car. I wanted to start this thing and take it out for a drive. And based on what I've seen so far, the only thing that could get in our way is me. Some of these media outlets, they're only interested in one thing, and that's your clicks, because those clicks equal money, don't they? That's what it's all about, man. It's all about the click, man, and it kind of harkens back to that beef from Stephen A. in the car from about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Where did that end up? Nowhere. But it got ESPN ratings. Absolutely. Or a four-letter network, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Ratings. <laughs> Forgive me. There you go. All right, let's get to some fun stuff. Let's get to some news. Hey, just one time, I need it. Raiders Fan Radio. All right. 
right. So the big news story that's really has gone down here over the past uh, couple of weeks, there's no mistake in not only is it the story of Raider Nation, it's the story of the NFL. And that is one Antonio Brown uh, getting signed by the Raiders to a three-year deal, uh, 30 million bucks guaranteed, uh, cost the Raiders a, a third and a fifth. And um, while we've talked to it a little bit with, with, uh, with you all, and we've talked to it was talked to Sonny a little bit last week, we really hadn't broken down the significance of somebody like Antonio Brown's arrival uh, to the Raiders. And, and what I mean by that is that, yes, it's going to have a big impact to our, to our play on the field. It's going to have a, a, a big impact to our offense. But we've got star power once again. Doesn't it feel like, Aaron, like it feels like, you know, the Raiders were, I don't want to say we were devoid of stars, but I mean, who was the face of the team? It was Khalil Mack. And it was Derek Carr. Yeah. And when Khalil Mack left, he became the face of the NFL practically. Like, I mean, he was, I mean, I mean, you talk about being, if you don't think that that there's a media bias against the Raiders, all you got to do is look at how Khalil Mack was viewed as a Raider versus how he was viewed as a bear. But even so then Derek Carr becomes the face of the organization singularly. And he kind of has a, an off year, even though he threw for a million yards and yeah. by all accounts did pretty well. Coming off the, a fractured back. Right, right. But the wins weren't there. Yeah. The touchdowns were down. So, you know, he threw some goofy passes early in the season. So anyways, we were kind of devoid of like that electrifying player, that big name player. Right. And now here comes... A.B. That's right. And business is booming. Oh, and yes, it's, it's kind of nice, isn't it, to have a superstar? Oh, you know what? It really is. I mean... Let's go back a little bit. I mean, how many different guys were the face of the organization that honestly were embarrassing to to actually have to wear uh, their jerseys or admit that they were in our lineup and stuff like that? I mean, no Jamarcus. But <laughs> now we've got A.B., a bona fide first ballot, walk into the Hall of Fame guy, and we haven't had that in a while. I mean, honestly, think back to the last guy that we had like that, Timmy Brown, and that was probably, that was probably as far back as, as we go. I mean, yeah. Jerry Rice, Jerry Rental Rice, I mean, him – but no, nah, nobody. Yeah, that's that, I agree, and I, and you know, and he's excited to be a Raider too. And I think that's the other part of of Antonio Brown that I've really gravitated towards Love the right enthusiasm. away. Yes, I mean, and you know, he exhibits enthusiasm in a different way than like what Marshawn does. But we saw it with Marshawn too, right? When Marshawn became a Raider, he was like you. The look in his face, he was right. like a kid. Oh, he was, yeah. you could you could see that he was having a dream realized now so that's different than what brown but i think antonio brown is having a dream realized too just a different kind of dream two right? different dudes two different vibes i mean you got marshawn when he came back he was repping the town he wanted to come back to his origin right brown he's lights he's glitz he shines two different guys same enthusiasm just different passions yeah absolutely and you know uh so you mentioned Tim Brown, so I want I want to hit that first. It's it's uh, I got a few audio bites to to play here for you all. Um, let's just go ahead and hit it there because I I think Aaron makes a cute uh, Q Dog makes a great point that uh, you know Timmy Brown was the last walking Hall of Famer uh, that the Raiders have had, and and he was different from Jerry too because like you said, Jerry was a rental where Timmy was our guy. Yeah, right. He's Mister Raider literally. Came up in the organization. Absolutely. So uh, let's go ahead and, and uh, let's listen to uh, here. Let's go. Uh, let's hear Timmy Brown talking about Antonio Brown and welcoming him to the Raiders. What's up? This is Tim Brown, 2015 NFL Hall of Famer and Mister Raider himself is what they call me. 
and Antonio Brown. I just wanted to say from one Brown to another, welcome to Raider Nation, brother. I know you've been out there with that, that black and, and gold. Now the silver <laughs> and black is going to show you what it's all about. God bless, brother. Enjoy your time. Oh, man. Isn't that great? Uh, Timmy was so gracious. I mean, it's mustard and black. It's not black. And it's mustard and black. <laughs> why? Sold at a, a convenience store near you. <laughs> why is everybody that we can't stand, why do they all have to be after condiments? You got ketchup and mustard out there. You got black and mustard. Like I, uh, It all pales by comparison. Are they the, silver, black, or nothing. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's all there is to it. And you know what? I just I love how the Raiders have, you know, whether it's the, the way that the organization has the players and uh, the former players, how they are reverent they are of them, or how the former players come out and support things yeah. that are currently going on in the organization. That's, it's awesome to have one Hall of Famer. That's right. The, the last Hall of Famer to the next Hall of Famer. Right? A passing of a torch, so to say. Awesome. It's awesome. So good stuff there from Timmy. All right. So uh, as we mentioned, uh, Antonio Brown arrived in Oakland, and it was was borderline pageantry. I loved it. It was- There was some pomp. There was a little- Right, right. You know, know, he gets off the private jet. You know, he's got (laughs) his family with him. You know, everybody from the organization is there to meet him. Uh, And so this is great. So we got some audio here, uh, not only from from him landing, but all the way through his first time uh, walking in. And and, and picture this. If you haven't seen the video, he's walking in. He's looking around. He's taking it all in. He's looking at all the pictures. He's looking at pictures of Timmy Brown and Fred Bolitnikoff and Jerry Rice and, and he's just kind of taking in the history and especially the history of the wide receivers uh, that have played for the Raiders. That is awesome. Thank you so much, man. Love you, I'm on my way to work, man. Hey, welcome, man. All day. Raider Nation, welcome. Know, bro. That's, that's all the stuff. I need, I need to meet John Matt or Tim Brown. Tim up here? Fred Blitnikoff. Who's next? A lot of great players come to Oakland. That's crazy. Hey, Joe, Mr. Mayor, good to see you. Thanks for the opportunity. Dude, you look good in black. I feel good, man. This is awesome. Look at those I'm shoes. Excited, man. What are you wearing? A little bit of Gucci, a little bit of you know. That's cool. You were a sixth round pick. I was a tenth round pick. Back in the day, twelve rounds. Well, that's right. They had come 12. on, I got a little that's history. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty round. Yeah, that's crazy. So a couple wow. kind of late slappies and look, look at this yeah, now. Yeah, let's make it work. So I can pay off, right? Hey, we got four draft picks in the first thirty-five. Okay. So we're gonna need you to, to kind of be, sure you know, their their mentor and helping them out a little bit, man. I'm here to lead it and take this thing right, over. I've watched from here. Whatever you need from me, I'll uh-huh. take this thing by hole. How you doing? How you doing? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Cool, what up, huh? Nice to see you, man. Honestly. I'm going to be back with you, Coach. Nice to see you. Good visit. Nice to meet you. Yes. How you feeling? Good. How you doing? I'm doing well. Pretty good. I'll bet you are. Yeah, I'm excited. I bet you are. Did you make it in? I'm making it in. How you doing, Coach? Love you, brother. Good to see you, man. See you, man. I'm so excited. Board. I'm excited, Coach. Good yeah, to see you, baby. Good at that hat, man. man. Thank you, man. Uh, family here, <laughs> all right? Yeah, they made it. Everything's good, Coach. Good. Come on, Honor, man. Thanks, man. Coach. I'm ready to see you, baby. Oh, yeah. Man, I love it. Genuine excitement, not only from, from AB, but from literally everybody in the organization. You hear literally coach in everybody. there. You hear yes. Mayock in there. You hear all the, the, the position coaches. You hear meet Edgar Bennett in there. Great stuff, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, 
it's automatically humbling. I mean, especially this guy coming out of the situation that he manufactured in Pittsburgh to come into Raider Nation, to go into the halls of the building, to see the pictures, like you had mentioned, to see, you know, the, the live living legends to come yeah. out and extend their hand. And I like how Timmy came up there. They call me Mr. Raider. Yeah. What do they call you? Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, I'm getting chills, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. You know, uh, something I... in there that I that really I latched on to is that you and I on on the way over here today yeah. we're having a discussion about leadership. Oh, uh, it's yes. it's an interest in in you and me both uh, uh, personally and professionally. Correct. Uh, in, in leadership and organizations, and you know, um, there's a a little bit of a misnomer in terms of leadership that oh you, you got to be cut of a certain cloth or you got to have certain inherent abilities. That's right. The bottom line is that anybody can lead. You just anyway. have to make the choice to be a leader. And when Mayock says we got a bunch of young guys coming in and we're going to need you to be a leader. AB doesn't shy away from that a bit. Like this whole mm-hmm. idea that there's a potential for him to be a, a diva or be, be selfish. I don't see it. I see him as eccentric. He's got a yes. big personality, but I don't on the field and in the locker room. I don't see anything that, that gives us any evidence. He's not going to be a leader to any of the young players that we bring in. And you know, Murph, uh, I raised an eyebrow because whenever he came in, he talked about accountability and holding other guys accountable whenever he was far from accountable in week 17 of this past season. Um, you know, you kind of looked at that. Maybe it's a red herring. But um, to see him come in and, of course, to have Chucky co-sign his work ethic and how he's the hardest working individual, that's that leading by example that we're hoping to get on the field in the practice facility as well. It's okay to lead out on Sundays, but what are you doing on Tuesday through Saturday that's going to get us over the top each week? Absolutely. I think, and that's, that's clutch, right? Cause that's where it's earned, right? It's not on, you know, it, you know, it's not on Sundays. It's, it's, it's everything that happens leading up to that. And, you know, we're already seeing evidence of, uh, of, of him being active, uh, in, in the, in terms of practice, I got a couple of uh, clips here or not clips, but, uh, a couple of notes here from Matt Schneidman, uh, buddy of ours here at Raiders fan radio has been on the show a couple of times. Uh, he's a writer there for the Bay area news group. And, uh, you know, Antonio Brown was critical of Roethlisberger. This is a tweet from Matt. Uh, Antonio Brown was critical of Ben Roethlisberger for not working out with him during the off season or getting to know him personally. Antonio Brown at this point, this tweet was earlier this week. Brown has now been with Derek Carr for three consecutive days. Like, I mean, they've been working out since the day he landed in Oakland. Like, I mean, that's how they're going to get better. And that's how they're going to get better quick. Right. And that's how you build a rapport. But it sounds like there might be a little bit of a courtship going on. You know what? Look, you know, I'm not here to judge. You know, whatever, you know. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, whatever floats, you know. That's People's boats. That That's right. You know what I mean? To each is his own. You can't decide who you're going to love, right? Yeah. But it's hey. clear to me that Antonio Brown and Derek Carr have a budding love affair. Could it be endless? I think it might. <laughs> <laughs> let's find so, out. Let's find out. Let's find out. Derek Carr, man, he's special. Derek Carr is special. Yeah, he's special, man. It's, it's been an honor catching the ball from him. I had honor to catch two passes from him already. I mean, he's a great young quarterback, man, young champion. All the fundamentals tools to be one of the greatest. First day as a Raider, baby. Woo! Woo! Hey, celebrate with me and my family right now. We at my crib. We just celebrating the first day as a Raider. DC, a moment, baby. <laughs> 
Hey DC. Love you, Brody. Hey DC, when you ready, man? I'ma send a jet. I'ma send a jet, DC. We survey, baby. Hey DC, I'm in the best physical condition. I'm ready. Hey everyone, go follow. Mr. Carr, Derek Carr, tell him I love him. I'm so excited to be playing with him and I'm looking forward to work. What up, OG? Woo! What's up, What's up, baby? Good? I'm feeling good. How you doing? How you doing, bro? Finally, bro. Get a hug, bro. I'm excited, bro. How crazy is that? Bro, that's amazing. I'm excited, bro. Long time ago. Crazy. This is all right, bro. How you doing? I'm great. How you doing? You I'm waiting on you. Yeah, come on. I'm waiting on you, Let's go. Right. Wait, you, right? <laughs> Let's go. Thanks for welcome to the Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Family. Blessing, bro. I'm excited, bro. DC, the man. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I like it, man. Ready nation. Ready nation, bro. <laughs> How crazy is that? Kind of chokes me up a little bit, Aaron. That's my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, look, we poke fun at it, and they, look, these guys are, uh, you know, they're spending a lot of time working out together, and and you know, heck, Antonio Brown's at Derek Carr's kid's birthday party. They're having races on inflatables and all this kind of stuff. I mean, but but this is what you want, this, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, this is the yeah. kind of rapport you want now. Uh, you know, I'll be curious to see what happens when, uh, you know, it's third and eight and uh, Derek Carr checks down to Jalen Richard for a three yard gain. I'll be curious to see what Antonio Brown's reaction is. But outside of that, Aaron, I mean, uh, I think this is that started off pretty darn well. No, kind of hard to see this coming undone. I mean, honestly, I mean, the chemistry's there from day one. So, uh, you know, let's see where this goes. Absol- let's enjoy the ride. Absolutely. You know, and and I think that it's like you said, it, it's the. It, the chemistry is already there, and with a three-year deal, considering we got year, year, last year in Oakland, year one in Vegas, and then the third year, which hopefully things will be headed uh, in a positive direction in terms of wins and losses by then, it's kind of hard. I don't think there's enough time or enough room for this to get stale. No, no. I mean, and we think back to Cooper, or um, no derogatory commentary, but <laughs> they, they, for as much as they say that they were best friends, um, this seems kind of genuine. This seems a lot more genuine. I mean, I mean, it's not just print copy or something that you put out for a release. I mean, there was genuine enthusiasm, A, for uh, having a good receiver, and B, having a young, vibrant quarterback to receive from. And I don't think Ben is that guy anymore. Mm. No, I don't think so either. I'm, and, you know, now and there's – probably got some numbers to support that somewhere. But, honestly, I mean, Ben, I mean, he's been diminishing returns for the better part of four seasons now. You are, I mean, you are I, such a pro. Let me dude, just say I, that. I'm in my mid-40s, and me and Ben had the same shape. <laughs> I'm a sausage. I mean, I apologize to Raider Nation. I mean, I used to be a bad man. But well, I don't know, man. You're looking pretty good over there. We see on the on the Ben on the does not look good. That's my point. <laughs> ben looks bad. Well, he you, needs more mustard, baby. Well, and you know. <laughs> them hot dogs ain't going to eat themselves. That beer ain't going to drink itself. <laughs> And, you know, there's a lot of stories now coming about what, I mean, 
he he's kind of been a quiet he was a jerk early on there was all that stuff about him at parties and you know i like that you've got degrees of jerkdom so go ahead and break that down because you know he was you know i'm saying a stellar jerk when he came into the league then he was an aloof jerk then he was uh, well we want to use that word he was an aggressive jerk to the other gender on and off whether it was sustained or unsustained, whether it was at a pro-am or whether it was actually in PA. And it's highly disrespectful. And then he was a motorcycle jerk. I mean, he couldn't be traded or trusted on the roads, you know. And then, you know, he was a laid-up jerk. Then he was, oh, man, I mean, he's the worst. He's he's really he's just is. the worst. He and really- coming out of Miami U, I thought that this guy, I mean, I was clamoring for this guy. We didn't get him. And I'm so glad that we didn't. He's got a Super Bowl or two in the back pocket. But honestly, um, this guy's not a Raider. And I think A.B. is better for having separated himself from that organization. And Ben. Absolutely. Could not, could not build on that any better. Excellent stuff there, Q-Dog. And so, you know, you brought up some numbers. Uh, you know me. I, I hate math, but I love numbers. And the numbers tell you, um, here's why Antonio Brown's happy. All you got to do is look at the numbers, Raider Nation. When you, and look. Anybody wants to give Derek Carr any crap, uh, I'm the first one to come to his defense, and it's because I look at numbers. I don't go off of how he feel, how it makes me feel. I go off of how he plays. And look, I, I'm not going to defend some of the goofy passes that he's throwing. I mentioned it uh, earlier in the show. But even this year, he did some weird things with the football, throwing picks in the end zone, completely unacceptable things to do with the ball. But when you look at the numbers and when you look at how he performs versus how Ben Roethlisberger was in Ben's first five years, Derek Carr has a distinct advantage. Ben, first five years of his career, starting in 2004, 17 touches, 11 picks. 17, then 2005, I'm going to count them up. 17 touches, 9 picks. 18 touchdowns, 23 picks. Uh, 32 touchdowns, 11 picks, uh, and then 17 and 15. So for a total of 101 touchdowns and 69 interceptions. All right, now we go to Derek Carr. First five years in the league, same thing. I'm going to count them up starting in 2014. 21 touchdowns, 12 picks, 32 touches, 13 picks, 28 and 6 in 2016, 22 touchdowns, 13 picks in 17, and then this last year, 19 and 10 for a total of 122 touchdowns and only 54 interceptions so i know i said i hate math but the quick math tells me that's 21 more touchdowns and that is 14 15 less interceptions q dog that uh i mean look you can hate on Derek carr all you want you can promote ben roethlisberger all you want but at the end of the day i think Derek carr has well i don't think i know he's had a better start to his career and if he'd had half the team that the freaking steelers had around ben roethlisberger that's when where I ben was going. That's right, exactly right. Tell going. me about it. Because Ben was throwing to, to Heinz Ward. He was throwing to Antonio Brown. He was throwing the ball to Smith Schuster. He was throwing the ball out of the backfield to Lev Bell. He was throwing the ball to Martavis Bryant when Martavis Bryant was unblunted. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Carr throwing the ball to? Uh, Who was he throwing the ball to? Uh, dropsies? A lot of people that led or were near the league and drop passes. Yep. So if you gave him the stable of individuals that he had to toss the ball around the park to, imagine what those numbers would look like after the first five seasons. It's crazy. Think about Antron, Antoine Rendell. You think you, you, th- about him, you know yeah. what I mean? You think about the players that he that the, that they've had versus what Derek Carson. All pro level caliber talent was who is throwing the ball to. Absolutely. And then 
you top it out and look and if you don't think a good and I'm not you the proverbial you if you don't <laughs> if you don't well think that, if you don't think that having a good defense influences what your offense and your quarterback does he's given a lot of short fields mistaken. your dog on absolutely because right. he a had a lot of short fields I mean, look at the players they had on defense back then Troy Polamalu James yeah. Harrison right I mean you look at the guys that were I mean at one point yeah. they had the studliest linebacker Lloyd coach. he had Lloyd at the tail end of his career. Larry Foote. I mean, you think about all those yeah. guys. They were, I mean, they had rock stars on that defense. Anyway. Hayward. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, look. So Can't th- believe we're talking Steve. I know. I've got to quit. I, 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 it's starting to feel a little icky here. So, uh, but that said, so look, uh, when it comes down to the numbers, it's all Derek Carr. And, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, we got, uh, we got nothing for you. This is Kevin, the Raider nerd, live at the Oakland Raiders tailgate. Raiders! We got, we got Gorilla Rilla, say he got uh, Uncle Marsh and Murph. I love you guys, much love from the black hole, baby, just win. All right, so for those of you that are just joining us, we have... Aaron, our capo, the Q Dog Raider, uh, live in studio uh, here. Represent. Go there. We go. I got you on there. Good. There it is. Rue. <laughs> <laughs> no man, I ain't barking on you. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. I know you. You can't be called on. It just got to happen naturally, right? Uh, we're gonna do one more quick story here before we move on uh, to some draft, and then of course to see if fans something I, I love. Al Davis stories. I, I just, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for a good Al Davis story. I'm a sucker for the mystique of the Raiders. I'm a sucker for the the just everything that formed what it is to be a Raider. Uh, I'm a sucker for. And so Sean Payton uh, at the combine uh, told a fantastic Al Davis story here just a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to share that with you all in case you didn't, didn't get a chance to hear it. He was on NFL Network, and for those of you that don't know, Sean Payton uh, was very close to becoming the head coach of the Oakland Raiders back in the early 2000s. Wow. And, uh, and he told a great story about how he had to tell Al Davis no, and this was the aftermath of that. Back, uh, but before you go, uh, I was just telling a story about how when I first got here at the combine, Parcells, Al Davis, and Gil Brown used to sit in, right in front of the forty-yard dash line yeah. by themselves. You're a Parcells guy. You got any good Parcells combine stories or anything? Well, I, the, the the combine stories that I remember because Al would be there, and, mm-hmm. and it used to be in the old Hoosier Dome. Yeah, so right. Yeah, basically, there was just one hallway that you that you exited the stadium or entered the stadium and, and you either went in one of these air vents or this air vent, right? This air had static playing and you went down the hall. <laughs> and in 2003, I had interviewed with and spent, man, the better part of two weeks with Mr. Davis at the Raiders and had a chance to go there as the head coach. And, you know, at the last minute with Bill and, and at Dallas and Jerry at Dallas, um, I decided to stay. Um, but I'll... That, man, that, that was difficult, and for eight years, it was important to me when he left that that hallway and then where I would be in relationship <laughs> that, that existed. <laughs> I mean, and so you were either out ahead of the Raider, uh, Raider Nation posse there or behind it. and Logistics. The, absolutely. Uh, and then... Fortunately, before he passed, I had a chance in a preseason game uh, out in Oakland to go up and visit with him in the in the suite. And really, probably about a month, two months prior to his uh, passing, and we just 
chatted about a number of things, but that it took 12, 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> so I still every once in a while I'll have that flashback. Be like, oh, <laughs> see, there's that white sweatshirt. <laughs> so there's a good old-fashioned Al Davis story. So uh, pretty cool stuff there from uh, from Sean Payton as he, as he talked about kind of avoiding Al. And, and, you know, it's funny how every time we hear somebody talk about Al Davis stories, they all talk about how he smelled. Everybody talks about how strong his cologne was, about how you could smell it from. He had a very distinctive scent. <laughs> <laughs> there were pheromones. <laughs> That's all we'll say about That's that. That's all we'll say about that. Yes. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the draft. Here is latest draft. There's a draft. Today's our draft. Watch out for drafts. This is the NFL draft. The first draft. Look, I'm into a draft. Let's go and pull in the draft. You're going to the draft? Surefire first round draft pick. Draft looks solid. Good luck with the draft. They drafted me. Apparently you were drafted. I drafted you. I got drafted. Another successful draft. Yeah. Shallow draft. Draft picks. It's my third draft. You only get drafted once. Oh, it's draft day. Let's talk about the draft. This is going to be the worst draft yet. It's our draft. You drafted me in the first round. Number one draft choice, signed a big contract. Excellent draft. Nash building. Nash building. Nash building. Looks like the internet died here in the fan cave. Oh, bummer. Uh, Chris Potts on the uh, on the interwebs. He says that uh, the internet bill was due. Ha, ha, ha. Man, I'm telling you. You know, it's funny. I, I, uh, I upgraded the house here to fiber. So we got we got full. I got you know all the internet's coming into one place here. Yeah, and uh, and it's and it's crazy. We have all the internet's, but when the, all the internet's cuts out, you still have no internet's. Wow. And so uh, you know, anyways, I, it's sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. Chevy Raider said that I shut it down. So uh, yeah, I'm not running from that. It was me. No, okay. I don't know what happened here. I mean, we could. I'll try to try to do something with it here so I, but i i apologize everybody we'll, we'll splatterhead get again says jiggle a wire i mean he's our tech support <laughs> most of the time it comes from, <laughs> from india but you know we've got it coming in from northern new jersey <laughs> i'm sure it's quality for northern new jersey i'm sure they got all yeah, the yeah, old, too. Yeah, old punk rocker you know i'm saying he's absolutely, in tune you know yeah. with the very intricacies actually, of electrical communication absolutely you know and, and actually their show sounds pretty good man he gives himself a hard time but they actually sound pretty good up there i now. listen to this show i haven't left him a message but that's coming but i listen to their show do you i do they're funny yeah, man yeah yeah they were Knuckle talking heads. about some of the original uh metal bands that have come through the greater uh tri-state area and uh, i thought that was fascinating as a brother who knows nothing about <laughs> punk rock i was listening <laughs> keep on talking about uh, it i'm gonna learn before it's all said and done. i'm gonna learn today what <laughs> All right, so if you're coming to Nashville for the 2019 NFL Draft, be sure to look us up, uh, Raiders Fan Radio, on Saturday. Uh, that is April 27th. We will be live at the Bavarian Beer House uh, in the Opry Mills Mall. Uh, should be a good time. Uh, had by all there at the Bavarian Beer House. We're gonna uh, we're gonna be covering day three of the draft. Okay. Uh, we're gonna do a recap of that. We're gonna have some good food, yes. uh, some good drink, and then we're gonna uh, do a live stream. So, Sweet. Um, we're, 
I'm hoping you, Q Dog, are going to join us for the uh, for the live stream and join us there. Hopefully, their internet's better than ours. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a mixed bag. Don't worry about it. Uh, so we'll have a good time uh, doing that at the Bavarian Beer House. If you're going to come uh, to Nashville and, and come and be part of our live stream uh, on April 27th, please join us uh, on the Facebook page as well. That's yeah. Raiders Fan Radio Podcast on Facebook, and just uh, hit the hit the button there on the events portion and let us know that you're coming, so we can yeah. then in turn uh, let them know. And then if you are coming to the draft, so here's the news portion of it. Aside from our stuff is that there's a everybody that's coming to the draft gets to go to the draft uh, if yeah. you're coming to the draft all you got to have to get in is a ticket and it's an electronic ticket and it's all part of the uh it's the it's they're calling it the nfl draft mobile pass gotcha. so if you go to the uh if you go to the apple uh, play store if you go to the google play store uh you just download just type in nfl fan mobile pass and that's now just been released you can okay. register for it and then they'll send you a link and 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 whatnot. And now the the app itself isn't live, but the registration for the app is now live. So understood. So, so definitely go on that uh, if you want to uh, find a direct link to that. You can again go to our Facebook page. That's Raiders Fan Radio Podcast on the Facebooks there, and you will see that we have a link there to the NFL Fan Mobile Pass. All right. So uh, without further ado, uh, this is the segment that I've been really excited to get to because we always start off our show or this portion of our. Show show with a call from the capo from the sea of fans mailbag and since we got our capo in the studio we're going to go and hear from him live here in the sea of fans mailbag there he is fading looking 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 he's under the gun he's tied he's thrown it is So there are a couple of different ways to get in touch with us here at Raiders Fan Radio. You can call the show at 909-345-3346. You can leave us a message, and if we play your message three times, you become what we refer to as a made man or made woman. Uh, You can also email us at uh, show at RaidersFanRadio.com, and uh, and we will read your emails live on the air as well. And so uh, if you become a made man or made woman here on the the air, and we have one this week, actually, uh, that we're going to get to but if you become a made man well then you uh you you become part of a crew Mm -hmm. and every crew needs a captain or a capo regime and so our capo is one and only aaron the q dog raider and he joins us live and we always start off our calls with a call from the capo so aaron the q dog raider welcome to fan cave man it's so cool to have you yeah man i mean there is no call from the queue this week because I did one better. I got an invite, and I actually brought my big black tail down here, and I'm going to talk to you live time. So let me go ahead and get to my portion, which is always, you know, exciting or anticlimactic, however you want to draw it up, but here it is. Donald Penn is gone. He is no longer on the hit list because the hit list has actually been scratched off one name. Donald Penn and his number 72 jersey and his large posterior have gone to greener pastures or – Greener buffets. But he's out of here. He's got to go. Now, Johnny Townsend, um, he soon should be following uh, Donald Penn, but we'll see how that plays out. And, you know, that's all I've got to say this week. Rue? <laughs> there it is. 
the call from the capo. Great job. All right. So, uh, so every, so you're not now, you're not eligible for this weekly award uh, no, no, because no. you are, you are, you, you've gotten the, uh, the, the ultimate in, uh, in, in, in recognition in high regard. So, uh, but for the rest of our, of our participants, you are all competing for what we call the Sizzler. 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 All right. So the Sizzler, that's the best call. And uh, Capo, if you would uh, so honor us this week as as make your selection after we oh. hear all the, the, the calls and, and, and voicemail, or, or excuse you, me, the you. calls and, and emails, uh, please uh, pick our Sizzler. Uh, that's normally, uh, you know, Uncle Mosh's position. But since he is, he is uh, a safe, know, undisclosed location. <laughs> True. Don't ask. We're not telling. Okay. All right. But uh, yeah. So he since he's uh, I want I want to say named you in his stead because that's he, he's got me tucked behind the beard. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, so first up here we have. Uh, let's go to. Uh, we're gonna start off. You wanna do the emails? Okay. Let's do that first. Okay. Yeah. See, look, you know the show better than I do. Hey, man. I mean, I've been well trained. <laughs> uh, our first email is from uh, Paul Edge. Well. Paul from Shropshire, Mississippi. Um, and he says, uh, hope all is well. Uh, first off, uh, uh, this week I'd like to congratulate uh, our new Sergeant at Arms, Emiliano, the Big yes. Raider Trucker. Yes. It's a much-deserved honor. Um, I also saw John, Mr. Ed Elway, trying to convince himself that Joe Flaccid <laughs> is going to be a good one as far as his last deal is concerned. Um if it helps you sleep at night, knock yourself out. He then finished the interview by counting to 10 and taping a nap on the floor. Um, free agency appears to have been very fruitful. Um, the players we've signed have already improved us, and I think there are more than one or two that may um, be adi- uh, additions to that list. As I write, it's reported that Manti, don't be texting my girlfriend Teo, and Aaron Lynch and Vontez Burfick are visiting the facility. So um, I saw that Ziggy Anse mentioned, but injuries would be a concern for him. Um, no news on Beast Mode or Doug Martin re-signing yet. I really hope that we can bring Jared Cook back into the unit and the offense is really taking shape. Um, the weapons for D.C. are building up in impressive style. We just need to keep him safe. And now that is uh, the confidence in the offensive line and how it returns, and we can see our QB really tear up the league. Um, things are moving well for us so far. Let's hope Gruden and Mayock effect keeps growing. Love Raider Nation regards Paul from Shropshire, Mississippi. And he has a footnote, proud made man and one-time winner of the Raiders Fan Radio Sizzler Award. And yes, that is a valid point. I love that how he gives his his his, uh, his uh, bona fides as they say there at the end. Isn't that awesome? Oh, he's bona fide, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what time zone, he's bona fide. A <laughs> great job there, uh, uh, Paul. Appreciate the emails as always, my friend. What do you what do you think about that? You mentioned some of the the free agents that are left out there. I know you've yeah. got some. You've look. <laughs> I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here in front of me. You've had you've made some great calls on. Now I know some of them haven't worked out. Some of the free agents that we've wanted, C.J. Mosey, Landon Collins. Yeah, I went. But you that. called Josh Allen way before he, he became a national story. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? You were talking about a lot of the different players that, mm-hmm. that have come to the Raiders. Uh, so what do you think about some of the some of the folks that he said there, Ziggy Anson and whatnot? Uh, you know, Ziggy Anson. I mean, 
And he nailed it. I mean, there's going to be an injury concern, but, you know, we've had that with Carl Joseph. He's already in the fold, and he came around in time enough to help us towards the latter part of the season. Um, Perfect. Um, He's a Raider. He's got Raider mentality and tendencies, but he's got cuckoo, um, cuckoo cut you in him as well. So, um, you know, I don't know if he's going to make it all season without being suspended. And he brings, you know, that that uh, history of suspension with him. So if he missteps, um, that might be wasted coin on him because we can't trust him in order to do the right thing. I mean, he's slightly loco. I mean, he was a stellar talent coming out of Arizona State. But um, honestly, um got concerns if they sign him and bring him into the building and he leaves the building with you know a contract I won't poo-poo it but I definitely won't shed any tears if in fact he goes away without a contract and um as you know Manti Teo is concerned um um I hope he finds love <laughs> much like AB and Derek Carr found love um that that love is real and genuine and that it reflects on the field, and he's a more well-developed, rounded, and emotionally stable young man. And that's as far as I'll go with that with him. And if not, my sister's single. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we got another email. Aaron, you want to read that another email in the right. shoot. Right. Next one goes, hi, Murph. Just wanted to talk about Gruden. This reminds me of the building of the 2002 Raiders. Antonio Brown equals Jerry Rice. LaMarcus Joyner equals Rod Woodson. It was exciting to watch that team be built, and it feels the same way again. We have three first-round picks this year and two next year. That's unreal. To all Gruden haters out there, everything is going to be all right. He just jump-started the Raiders, and I cannot wait to see the progress this year to next. Go Raiders, Leo. Awesome. Appreciate that, Leo. That's Leo's uh, second email now. That's two weeks in a row that we've heard from Leo, so we, we appreciate him. Uh, Coming uh, in like a lion. Uh, hey. oh, my. See? Why doesn't Mosh bring stuff like that to the table? Mosh, you didn't take notes on this, man. That was that was awesome, cute. That, right. that was a take from behind the beer. That's how we do it. <laughs> Got one more email. Right, one I more. mean, you know, um, you know, Leo brought up some good points, but let's keep this thing going. Um, next up, Murph, Sonny, welcome back. Um, it's evident Mayock is attacking free agency with a plan, and unlike Reggie's slow, methodical approach, Mayock seems to be willing to pounce on the guys that they covet. Remember how the media said that we have to draft someone as good as Mac to take. Uh, to make the trade make sense. Well, according to my napkin, <laughs> my napkin math, we gave up Mac, a second, a conditional fifth for AB, two firsts and a third, a sixth and a 5.5 million in cap space. Not too shabby. Sad to see KO go, but Trent Brown is a great pickup. Have a great day, guys. Ron. Ron. Ron the wrench, the Mater Raider, uh, coming in with, you know, I like that Trent Brown signing a lot. I like that one a lot. You know, yeah. so something interesting that that uh, uh, it came up when we did Mondays with Mikey and Murph just uh, uh, last week was about well, now that we've signed this monstrous left tackle, uh, what are we going to do now with uh, uh, w- with Colton Miller? And uh, Mikey had brought up that Colton Miller uh, played a lot of right tackle in college. Well, there's there's some truth to that Colton Miller played five games at right tackle his junior year before he got hurt yeah we got we got this guy going there so right chat's on. up chat's up chat you guys rock thank you so much for hanging in there with us I uh, appreciate you guys and uh as always man thank you so much you guys and, rock. and in the chat we got 
Yeah, Raider please. Run. I can't we got, see. Um, you know, Jesse Rosales. We got Irish Raider. He's back. Uh, we got Raider's Voice. We got Raider Critique. Always strong Raider Critique. All right. Uh, so, Raider Creek says he lost us. You know, you pay AT&T for all this freaking internet, <laughs> and then the stuff craps out. AT&T, I'm, I'm, I'm atting you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is not an endorsement for your services, your AT&T fiber. It's all Jerry Jones. Gosh, bless Jerry it. Jones and AT&T are one and the same. I'm telling you, right? Oh, my uh, gosh. It's, see, the world's against us, Q-Dog. You think we make this stuff up, man? The world's against Raider Nation. All right, so let's uh, let's go to our first call. Our first call is a brand new crowned or soon to be crowned made man, and uh, we're gonna I'm gonna turn our mics down and turn this up. So hopefully those of you on the on the chat can uh, can hear it, and we're gonna hear from our buddy Alaska Raider. Hey Murph, Uncle Mosh, this is Alaska Raider man. What a good time to be a Raider fan. I mean Gruden and Mayock, man, they're tearing it up. Woo, go Raiders! Yeah. All right. There's our buddy Alaska Raider uh telling us go Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you, man. Go Raiders. And you know that was his uh that was his third call uh to the show Q Dog, so you know what that means. Uh-oh. Cue it up. You are a made man. You showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but silence can break hearts. There we go. So congratulations to uh, Alaska Raider, uh, the latest uh, crowned made man. So you got another member of your crew now, Q-Dog. We'll take him. Now go get your friggin' shine box. <laughs> <laughs> Crawl for the drink, Spider. <laughs> all right, let's go to our uh, our, our first uh, uh, or not our first. I just did our first call. I'm all shook. I'm all this stupid thing. I think Alex is out there somewhere. Oh man, let's go in here from our buddy Alex in Tucson. Uncle Mosh Murph, this is Alex Sandoval from Tucson, Arizona. Just calling in today to um, to talk about the Antonio Brown um, interview, and um, I, I thought it was really really cool how um, you know he's not focused on his personal success with the franchise. He's focused on the franchise's success because if the franchise, if the team is successful, therefore he is successful. And I I really like how he's putting his team first, putting his franchise first. I, I thought that was really cool, and that was a that was the right way to, to you know to, to to think about it what do you guys think let me know thanks have a nice day bye all right we kind of touched on it a little bit there all right i'm having to switch like all these i'm hey, having just, to hit all go, the knobs yeah. and all the levers. hit all the knobs and stuff all the, every, what you got to uh, it, we, we we got a um a comment by roach uh in the chat he says at&t is like donald penn does good all year till you need him and he breaks your qb's <laughs> leg for the playoffs <laughs> Strong Roach. Oh, that I is feel you, baby. Oh, that's awesome. You that's you. awesome. 
All right. Well, you know, we got actually got another one here from Alex. So, so every time I play a call, I have to turn up the speakers, take off our headphones, turn our mics down so it doesn't get a lot of feedback. So there's a little bit of a process on each one. But all right. So here we're going to hear once again from our buddy Alex in Tucson. Amash Murph, this is Alex Sandoval from Tucson, Arizona. I'm listening to a podcast that um, is put out by the by the Raiders it's on their um, official website. But anyways, there's a interview on there with Mike Mayock, and I think his name is Eddie Pascal. And Mike Mayock is talking about the release of AJ McCarron and Jordy Nelson. It's funny because if you think back, Gruden made some comments stating that Nelson would be signing with the Raiders to play in 2019 and we gave him that guaranteed money back in December. You know, since then, everyone kind of um, just assumed that he was going to be back in open for 2019. Um, Mike Mayock was talking about how it was a hard decision for him to let go of Jordy Nelson and Agent McCarron because he didn't know them personally. But he had to make a decision that, it was, that, that was in the best interest of the Raiders. And to me, that shows that, that Mike Mayock's here to win. He's not there to he's he's not there to, you know, feel bad because, you know, you've already given somebody like guaranteed money, you know, he doesn't want to take him away from the team. He's he's doing what is necessary for the Raiders to be winners. And I love that. I absolutely love that he's not scared to make a decision that might upset people. Um it's gutsy and I I can appreciate that. Um let me know what you guys think. Thanks, have a nice day. All right, there we go. So yeah, great stuff. A great call there from uh, from Alex. Appreciate both those calls. And yeah, you know, I, I'm with him, Q Dog. You know, I I love the way that Mike Mayock has approached this off season. Uh, you know, I heard an interesting theory on the way the Raiders have been aggressive so far this off season, and that was that the collective bargaining agreement that the league is currently operating on is up in 2020. Wow, and that the Raiders are being super aggressive because we could be there could, could be another potential work stoppage. Yes. There could be like there's a lot of there's a lot of other factors in play that may have influenced their aggression in this offseason. What do you think to that? Um I think you're on the money. I mean, whenever they come out with, you know, the new uh, ULP, I mean, um we may not have the same cap space or the ability to have the uh the amount of money to spend like we're doing going into this offseason or coming out of this offseason, yeah. you want to look at it. The game may change and it may not change in our favor. So spin now, live later. Absolutely. So, I, I you know, I'm with uh, I'm with Alex. I love the way this offseason has gone so far. Uh, but don't be surprised if, uh, uh, you know, the league dynamic changes uh, here in the very near future. All right. We're going to hear from our buddy uh, Beto and, you know, Beto, you know, you know the, the city. There we go. Greater <laughs> Beto, you know the city. You know what? I love this free agency season, or this off season, I should say. You know, this is the most memorable off season for the Raiders to date. Well, most memorable off season for me, at least, because I've been really following the team since 2014, a little bit in 2013. The only thing I remember in 2013 was the Steelers game. It was like 34-31. Jano uh, kicked the winning uh, field goal. So anyway, yeah, you know, so I've been a Raider fan for what, five years? Damn. Time has flown from being three and thirteen to four and twelve. Anyway, we got some good free agent signings slash trades. You know, thank you, KL. But you know, we got our fifth rounder back. I think I believe I said that in the last call. You know, uh, Tyrell Williams. Uh, that's a really good option. N- number one, number two receiver, if you know what I mean. You know, if Antonio Brown is being double teamed and Tyrell Williams is open, and then vice versa. 
I got J.J. Nelson, which is also really a fast guy. I'm not really sure about his catching and you know, how he is. So Marcus Joyner, you know, another short safety. But that's okay because he's really fast, and we're going to need that speed for the AFC West, especially, you know, Travis Kelsey being in our division, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, and who the Broncos have? Oh, yeah, they have no one. Other than Tyreek Hill, oh, he might go to jail. So, you know, we might not have to worry about Tyreek Hill. So, anyway, then we also have uh, – who else we signed? Oh, yeah, Trent Brown, which is really good. I believe he's going to be on the left side because Colton Miller – uh, I believe he played a right uh, right tackle throughout his college years. And then Brandon Parker is really a, a left tackle. So, you know, we're probably going to switch those positions. So, yeah, you know, want to make this quick call. But also, check out my Twitter. I made a, the worst poll I ever made. It's you have to pick, pick between four jerseys to wear for the rest of your life. Number one is Randy Moss, 18. 99, Warren Sapp. Jamarcus Russell, number two. And Rolando McLean, 55. I made this uh, <laughs> choice because, you know, it, it'd be funny, you know. You know, it's a joke, you know. It'd be easy, you know, to put Howie Long, Charles Woodson, a snake, or, you know, Marcus Allen. But that'd be too easy. I'm going with the hard choice. Let's see how Raider Nation is. My Twitter is 27sliverbox. Go check that out and vote. And go Raiders. All right, there we go. There's Raider Beto. You know the city. Of course, he's in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, interesting take there, uh, yeah. Q-Dog. So I got a couple things for you. Uh, the, let's, do, let's do the player take first. Gotcha. He mentioned Tyrell Williams. And I'm a big fan of this signing, too. I know you are. Yeah. So let me hear your take. Why do you think this is such a significant signing for the Raiders? Um, he's 6'4". Um, that, that's the first thing that catches my eye. I mean, you know, we've signed a lot of little people. And as a person <laughs> talking to another person who happens to be over six foot two, maybe six three, we don't need any more small receivers. I mean, you know, this isn't the greatest show on turf. Um, I, I like what he did. I mean, and I'm sure you've got stats to back this up, but I think that Tyrell had an opportunity a couple of seasons ago to, to step up and assume the number one role, and he did it in really – Really competent fashion. I mean, what what kind of numbers did he put up? Absolutely. So when we look at his career, so he's got 155 receptions on his career for 2,500 yards uh, and 17 touchdowns. So, but but the one that jumps out to me is the 2016 season. Keenan Allen went down with an injury, and yeah. I'm not just talking about to his hairline. I mean, this. <laughs> is- <laughs> <laughs> hey man that's quality shade right there baby you can't as, just get that man and i can't hey look as a as a man who is equally follically challenged as keenan allen i can say that right yeah. uh but so uh but in 2016 when keenan allen went down with an injury uh tyra williams had 69 receptions over a thousand yards and seven touchdowns so when it when it came time for him to step up as the number one wide receiver yeah. he did it and he did it well yeah so to now, I mean, essentially, and look, he's only a number two because he's got the walking Hall of Famer Antonio Brown on the other side That's of him. Correct. Does this move officially give Derek Carr enough weapons to where he's now out of excuses? Um, I, I'd, I'd say so. And um, he did a lot of damage back whenever, you know, Phillip Rivers only had seven kids. <laughs> So he's got a track record of production. That was what, seven years ago? (laughs) Maybe three months. I mean, who knows? There's an incubator that shall not be viewed. Um, But, hey, 
Tyrell Williams, I'll take this signing. Um, we've observed him, you know, within division, and it's finally good to have somebody that we don't have to worry about covering that will actually put a little trepidation in the other three teams in the division. Let them try to check this cat. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I like I, – I, and, you know, you mentioned having a big body wide receiver. Yes. Um, having quick, somebody that can win that 50-50 ball, that can win yeah. – you know, look, Derek Carr had a lot of faith. Crab in Crab was doing it at 6-2. Yes. Crab was doing it at 6-2. Yes. Now we've got, you know, a couple of 6-4 guys. I like to see what Aitman's going to do in the red zone. So, I mean, I didn't mean to steal your thunder no, by any stretch of imagination, but uh, I'm getting really kind of, you know, uh, torqued up about this uh, receiving core. Now if we can just get uh, Seth Roberts to find the exit <laughs> to the facility, I'm sure they're going to you know, do what they did in uh, Pittsburgh whenever they packed up Lev Bell's locker. <laughs> Something tells me there's a couple of Raiders that are sitting there with hefty bags clearing out that locker. Somebody's He's got to go, man. Somebody's got dibs on his cleats already? I, his pumps, maybe. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty man. He's going to be making Maybelline commercials if this whole football thing doesn't work out. I mean, a little mascara, I let him, I mean, you know, take a razor to the, you know, cheeks. I mean, don't ask, don't tell. I mean, you know, he needs to go. One of my favorite lines you ever had on your calls was oh, yeah. when you said, We can't have a guy that's hotter than we. We can't have a guy that's better looking than my, my sister, sister and she she's hot. hot. Yeah. Fast, All right. man. All right, so you're torqued up about the about the wide receiver. Let me torque you down. Uh-oh. Because here's the other part of Beto's call. And look, he did. He had a great Twitter post in that, you know, we, with the reverence that we have for the former Raiders on this show, That's right. we often talk about who's the greatest at this, who's the most iconic of that. All right. Well, he brought it the other direction, and he said, if you could only wear one Raider jersey oh. for the rest of your life, what would it be? And he put 18, Randy Moss, 99, Warren Sapp, number two, Jamarcus Russell, number uh, or number 55, Rolando McClain. And I didn't vote in his poll. I just answered, that's not nice. Because <laughs> what do you do with that? What if, if, if you had, I mean, could you? I mean, what would what do you do with that? Because it's good. I mean, I'll give him credit. It's a great question. I don't know if I can answer it, but it's a fantastic question. You know, it's the antithesis of the uh, Mount Rushmore. I mean, these are four <laughs> yeah. of the more enigmatic Raiders ever to don the silver and black. I mean, um, Randy Moss, I mean, I guess you would uh, wipe your backside with one. Uh, Warren Sapp, you would spit your tobacco juice on the other. Jamarcus Russell, you would spill some purple drink upon his, and then you would suspend the last one, number 55, Rolando <laughs> McLean. There's really not a lot to do. I mean, because I'm even thinking like, okay, could I – do you get a Sapp jersey and then just change the nameplate to Key? Like, could you do that? Like, what, could, but because they're know. not even like good numbers. Like, there's not even like other uh, fifty five. Was that Matt Millen? So, I mean, could you know, you it go, was Matt Millen. You know, yeah. so you could go there, maybe. So uh, that means you would fight the last one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that's a it's a great question. I don't I, of the players themselves, just to go full on uh, irony or whatever you want to call it. I might go Jamarcus just because he was the the mo the literally the biggest disappointment <laughs> in Raider Nation. But I mean, I, that's like because there's nothing fashionable about any of these guys really. So I think Jamarcus just to go completely the opposite way. Like, I don't know what else to do with it other than that. What do you think? Um, if we sign Manti Teo, oh my god, would he be able to slip right into 55 and restore the the once luster of that jersey? <laughs> I mean, it's been kind of dingy since Matt Millen stepped off the scene. And he's not walking through that door. I don't know. Well, he's Mar not walking through that door. 
<laughs> from his hospital bed. He's no, not walking. Mark Kelly did. He's 55. There you go. Mark oh. Kelly. He is a linebacker from Wake Forest University. How many linebackers do we ever have from Wake Forest University in the NFL? Aaron Curry, anyone? All right. Oh, he was the one. He was the, yeah. He was the one. He was the one. He was actually pretty good in college, man. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to do a lot better. Hey, Mert. Hey, Moss. Hey, little Mert. This is Chuck Town Raider. Calling from South Carolina. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, a few days ago, um, I heard some things that, uh, man, I tell you what, you aggravate, man. Now I got me a squirrely hair going up you know where. I got to take care of this, man. Uh, the first thing is uh, has to do with that fellow that uh, shall remain unnamed in my call. Um, and uh, the question was raised or was stated that uh, that individual won. He got his money and he won. Well, um, I don't know about you, but uh, whether or not uh, Chicago Bears want to be Oakland Raiders, <laughs> it's not my concern unless uh, we're hoping to trade for him. Got the gist of your call there, Chucktown Raider. Appreciate the call, my friend. He's he's he's, he's kind of going uh, on a topic that came up on Mondays with Mikey and Murph. Mikey loves to dissect the Kaepernick situation, so he likes to go in on that. We really hadn't covered it a lot here on Raiders Fan Radio, and I don't. I mean, is that something you want to weigh in on at all? I mean, I no. Uh, okay, all right. Look, it is what it, to me. I look at it like this: it's over, it's and over. it's over. And if there's a Raider take to be had on it, I think Al Davis would have been a good influence yeah. on Colin during his, uh, you know, during his, I don't know what you call it, man. I mean, was it I call there, it protesting, call a it a, a, his actions, being, whatever. There was a seance, there was um, a blood handshake, and he shall never play again in the NFL. That's it. I mean, there was a lot of back and forth politically. Uh, don't want to get into that because, you know, we're just going to light up the board and we don't need to do that. Um, that time has passed. 
on all perfect. sides. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Good deal. We'll appreciate the call though. Chuck Down Raider calls back, and uh, you know we'll we'll take all calls. But uh, that's that was kind of a Mondays with Mikey Murph thing uh, here on Raiders Fan Radio. We that's not a topic we hadn't really gotten into a lot of, and for really you know pretty specific reasons why because no one wins this show will no, go till midnight exactly we, we right you know that. what i mean yeah. you know yeah. what i mean and so anyways but all right so let's go with our buddy uh uh let me uh, pull the headphones here houston raider steve murph mosh this is houston raider steve i've got a funny story back in uh 2010 the uh raiders were playing up there in pittsburgh and i had this cake made it said uh bury the Steelers. it had a uh, uh, the assassin dr death skip thomas not cartoon character wannabe and anyway uh so they played this game. I was up in Pittsburgh. I go into Molly's Pub, my Raider bar and everything, and I uh, had this cake made, and I walked in the back room where all the Steeler fans were, me being the only Raider fan, and there's about 30 of them to one of me. And so I'm watching the game, and it's getting worse and worse, and we're getting our butts kicked and everything. And I have that cake in a box, and I'm like, hell no, I'm not going to take this cake out of the box right now. My friend Kelly, she's a huge Raven fan, waitress I've known for years, walks up to me and said, hey, Steve, what do you want to do about the cake? You want to start serving it? And I said, no, we're getting her tails kicked like a one-legged pirate. Anyway, so I said, could you put that in the cooler? And so she put it in the cooler. And so anyway, that was that game when Richard Seymour threw the punch at uh, Ben Roethlisberger and everything, got ejected out of the game. I thought, you know what, even though we're getting our tails kicked, and Roethlisberger got punched and everything. At least he, he got punched by uh, Seymour and everything, even though our team totally sucked that game. So anyway, so after the end of the game, I waited till all of the Steeler fans filed out, except when my friend has moved away and everything now. And I said, oh, let's get a picture with this cake and everything, because I didn't have the stones to serve it while you guys were kicking our tail and everything in this game and everything. So we had a pictures of the cake and everything. So uh, that's my memory of, of that game. <laughs> 35 to 3. I'll never do that again, especially against the Steelers. No more bury the Steelers cake. The reason why I didn't serve that cake, the bury the Steelers cake, when we were down 35 to 3, I was afraid either I was going to be wearing that cake or having... 30 Steeler fans doing a tag team against little old me and everything, Raider fan, uh, at Molly's and everything. So I didn't want it to be a WWE match. Great show. Bye. All right. Much appreciated. Houston Raider Steve, as always. Houston Raider Steve is kind of like our, uh, uh, our, our Sea of Fans, uh, historian. Yeah. Like he's always got great, uh, calls about, uh, about different experiences, different, uh, you know, things that have happened to Raider Nation. And have you ever been in a situation like that where you've been, cause you're out of market like I am, like yeah. Steve is. You ever been out, for the Raiders somewhere and and gotten into a weird you know spot because the team is you know underwhelmingly performing uh not really I mean I'm six five um I'm a big fella <laughs> um so people tend to uh measure their remarks so I can't really you know dial that up but living in Steeler country and I like how they like to say Steeler nation no it's Steeler country it's right there on the side of their catch-up organization um uh, Take, for instance, we'll go into um, uh, an eatery that serves wings and it rhymes with uh, nubs, three nubs. <laughs> and you'll go in there and they'll play the late game or they'll play the game before the Raiders and there's like hardly anybody there. Now, you've got some folks in there that are repping their gear. But, um, you know, they're such a bandwagon organization. And so I, I don't think I have to knuckle up with any of those fools or anything like that. And I'll give you a story since we're talking about the uh, the draft coming up and stuff like that. Now, we're always the largest, strongest contingent. And you've got all 32 teams represented. But you know what? They back off Raider fan. Um, you had a couple of uh, Steelers, you know, kind of pipe up. Yeah, six rings, six rings, six rings. Not to get us. 
not against us yeah. at all. Yeah. Now, I know they had, you know, their share of victories uh, during the 70s. You know, it always came down to the Raiders and the Mustard and Black, and they won those games more times than not with the exception of 76. But the thing is, I mean, we have 99 problems, and the Steelers continue not to be one. <laughs> we own them all time. We sure do. And they pipe down. And, uh, you know, I was with uh, Raider Ramon on my trek across country, and he was at that game that, you know, uh, was just brought up by Houston Steve where – Roethlisberger was carted off, man. So uh, he had excellent insight. And if he would ever call in the show, I'm sure he could give further in-depth uh, backup to me bringing that little point up. But Come on, I Raider Ramon. I, I don't know when to call. I don't know when to call. I, 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 24-7. Leave a message. That's it. You call, the, you get you get, you get get my voice. If you haven't heard it enough, you get it on the dang message machine there. Oh, let me look in the chat. All of a sudden, Raider Ramon, MK42. What you saying, Q? I said what I said. <laughs> is this thing on? I said what I said. The internet's you not have, on, but that microphone yeah, is. You got zero calls, homie. <laughs> You're one of the hardest Raider fans I've ever met, but you're one of the weakest callers since AT&T started connecting people from one point to another electronically. <laughs> Work that out, homie. 909-345-3346. Raiders Love. Fan Radio Hotline is always open. Love you, Ramon. All right, next up, let's go to uh, your old stomping grounds. We're going to go up to uh, hear from our buddy Jesse in Kentucky. Go Cats. Murph, Mosh, Raider Nation. Uh, this is Jesse in Kentucky, a.k.a. the Refrigerator Raider, looking over the Raiders offseason additions. And uh, got to tell you, boys, man, I'm really, really happy. Um, everybody knows about the defensive side of the ball, you know, and how we needed to address that or whatever. But last year, you know, uh, Derek Carr, you know, he got he got sacked a lot. Uh, but a lot of that just wasn't on the O-line play. I mean, well, all of it was on the O-line play. But a lot of that had to do with the, the lack of um, – weapons that the Raiders had on the outside, uh, which is why I didn't like the Amari Cooper trade because of, you know, the way that teams were shading coverages to his side. When they traded him, they, the coverages evened out, right, because they knew Jordy Nelson wasn't going to be able to create no separation on the outside and yada, yada, yada. It just went downhill from there. So with that being said, Tyrell Williams, this guy was one of my number one guys that I looked at in the free agency market and said, if the Raiders are going to sign any offensive weapon, this is the dude, and we got the dude. So now, you know, you compliment him with Brown, um, that's very, very exciting. The only question is that I, that I have is that I was, I was originally looking at this as more like that Jerry Porter-type role, because I think that's why we traded for uh, Martavis a year ago. Um, of course, that didn't work out. But the contract would suggest that they actually intend to use him not just like that Porter-type role, but they're actually going to balance out that offensive attack uh, to where teams can't roll coverages to one side or the other to take away now Antonio Brown, right? You know, they're going to have to play this more even keeled because you have Tyrell Williams on the other side. So I think this is a great signing, Raider Nation. This, this, if it, you know, pans out, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, he's a young guy, but uh, he's been explosive. So thank you much for uh, taking my call. Uh, I'd like to know what you guys think on the Tyrell Williams signing. Like I said, I'm really, really excited myself. I thought that this was... Uh, one of the main things we needed to do was ink this dude, and we got him. So thank you so much. Goodbye. All right, there we go. We kind of kind of hit Tyrell Williams we pretty did. good. You know what I mean? We're excited about that one too, Jesse. Uh, appreciate the call. And I'll tell you what, since uh, since we did get the caller from Kentucky and we got a man from Kentucky sitting here to my right, yes. uh, let's talk about the guy that you called <laughs> from a mile away yeah. the guy that you know we've we've kind of highlighted some players that we would like the Raiders to go after with the number four uh pick and I think it's 
pretty much unanimous that if he's available, yeah. this is the guy that we want. Tell us about him. Been watching this guy for the better part of three seasons. Um, his development coming into the University of Kentucky as a two-star, counted a two-star prospect out of Montclair, New Jersey, to play SEC football. Did not redshirt. And um, to put up the numbers in consecutive seasons, I think uh, last year he could have come out would have been maybe a mid-second round pick with seven sacks in the SEC, second-team All-SEC performer. And then after another year, he near tripled that as far as his sack production and uh, tackles for loss. Um, This guy is ready-made. He's got a work ethic. He's a self-starter. Even though Gruden traditionally does not like young players, he's got to love – the will to drive the motor on this guy and the you know the will to compete he gives you a lot of things that we have not had in a draft pick in quite a while with the exception of he who right. shall not be named <laughs> except for that one guy yeah. who became a generational talent once he right, left town right. imagine that yeah. yeah but this guy's got a lot of the same a lot of the characteristics same. right and very similar ta- player he's aren't taller they? he's more rangy and he can put on more muscle you know with uh, our strength and development program inside the building um it's scary to think what josh allen might become he's faster than he who shall not be named as well yeah. so uh he may not have the raw strength but he's faster he's longer and he's got a nose for the sack but here's one thing that we hadn't talked about and it comes up quite often okay he can defend the pass you can drop this guy in coverage uh-huh. i mean he can actually take on a back out of the backfield step for step and not just cover, you know, in a limited range, you know, within 15 yards. No, he's actually covered out in the flat on wheel routes all the way to the end zone, 25, 30 yards out. So so he can follow Melvin Gordon out or whoever else, right? He can do all the things that our little safeties on paper may not be able to do. So um, wow. I've gone on enough about this guy, but uh, uh, I was in early on him because, frankly, I had just seen more of him. That's all. Okay. Well, you know, you you called it, and you know your calls early on uh, resonated with me just because I live here in SEC country, yes, and then they yes. played uh, my school, uh, Middle Tennessee State University. And I've got questions about that and later I, on in the show. All right, all right. And and I saw Josh Allen up close and personal, yes. and how dominant he could be. Now, granted, MTSU is a smaller Division One school. Uh, don't discount it. I mean, they got a good tradition of football. Absolutely, really, and it, you know, and and they're they're competitive, and it's a, it's a good program. So, but it you know you get up Rick against stock still as a coach absolutely and all his right. son brent is our quarterback and yes you get up against graduating elite, senior uh, yes sir all absolutely right, all right, all right. you know and you get up against elite sec talent and sometimes they kind of have their way with a with a, with a school like like mtsu but it there wasn't no um no doubt about josh allen's uh his talent and what he was bringing in and, and and i'll give you just some numbers to support it you guys know i love the numbers uh, over the last two seasons josh allen has rushed the quarterback uh, 520 times. Mm-hmm. That equals about one and a quarter seasons for most pass rushers. In that time, he has 24 sacks, 24 quarterback hits, and 50 hurries. The guy is there yes. all the time. And I think that when you look at the, the granted, 
Arden Key didn't close the deal on a lot of plays this year, but he was there, he was there. all the time. That's the kind of guys that you want. You yes. want guys that have a nose for the football. They're active. They're involved in every single play. Right. right. And so if you we we got one guy up that put Josh Allen on one side and, and Key on the other. Yeah. I like it. I like the way it's looking. I like the you way got it's number headed. Number 52 and number 51 again. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully younger and a little bit more dialed in. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, I think it's great. And I'm I'm glad you were here to talk about Josh yeah. Allen. I was kind of saving you. him up because he was the guy. And then no, knowing that you were going to be joining us, yeah, I wanted yeah. to kind of wait and have you talk about it because, I yes. mean, it's, you, you know, I think it's, it's, it's cool. You know, we all fall in love with players at different times, and, and especially we collegiately when they, when they play for the schools that we root for. No Megatron. <laughs> but you know it's it's cool to hear uh to see it realized when you because yeah. we all you know you latch onto a guy but then you see him continue to elevate yes. and now to elevate to the level that he has that's that's got to be fun for you i mean that's got to be Murph, i mean let's go back to what we talked about maybe 45 minutes ago i mean since timmy brown we haven't drafted a player that we watched in college and like we have got to get this guy we haven't in years, yeah, yeah. and now we're starting to get that buzz again, man. The the little butterflies inside the stomach are starting to, you know, move around a little bit. This might be a reality. We yeah. get somebody that we covet, that we know can be a Raider, that can contribute day one, and that you know might actually hang a. Well, I don't want to put it out that far, but we'll be able to uh, develop into something we're proud of. So let me ask you then, if 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 Josh Allen isn't the guy, like for if uh, we all want him to be, right? But should he not be? Mm-hmm. What other edge rusher would you? I mean, and there's we got Zach Allen of Boston College. You got Montez Sweat. You got Clean Farrell can play out there. Like who is the who's the, if if Josh Allen is the one who's the who's the two or the one B? Um, from the list of individuals that you gave, um, I would say that we go interior line again in Quinn and Allen. Uh, Quinn and Williams. Quinn, oh, really? Alabama. Okay. And and the reason why I say Even that, even though is, we got nine hundred defensive tackles, but we have none of them will cause us dead money. So why hang uh, on to you know um, unproven marginal talent? Uh, Vander does. Uh, what has he done? Very little. Very little. Other than getting uh, hurt and then and, flashed know, early. He was a reach whenever we got him in the second well, round two seasons too. ago, yeah. and we were paying by Mike Mayock of all people did not like the pick and he was vocal about it, but. Nobody dredges that up. You have to come to this radio station oh, to find that like kind of it. analysis. And you can YouTube that. But the thing is, um, we could absolutely shore up the interior of the line because uh, I heard it said before, whenever you go out and you get draft picks and you want to spend money on free agents, um, you do it through the middle, whether it be a middle linebacker, whether it be a safety, whether it be a center, a quarterback, or a running back. And then everything outside – of you know that that one or two or maybe possibly three technique. I mean, you know, it has to be a proven commodity. Other than that, you're rolling the dice. How many edge rushers have been drafted over the past 20 years that simply have not panned out? And how many people that we have seen come from later rounds, a stray hand, um, come oh, in, good point, and and just be lights out just because you know you can get those individuals at lower levels of the draft. So I think we can do that. I would hate to reach for Montez Sweat, and I think he's a phenomenal talent, but he's got everything that can flame out. I mean, he's a body Adonis. I mean, you know, he's a freak at the combine, but, you know, how many freaks of the combine have actually panned out? 
DHB. Obi Melifonwu, Bruce Campbell, right? There's yeah. a long list of those guys, unfortunately. Yeah. And they've got a lot of, and unlike our coach at the Senior Bowl, they've got a lot of logos slapped on the top of their helmets <laughs> that look like silver and black, man. We've missed, man. We've missed. Yeah. We've missed because it, that's that low-hanging fruit. So let's do something that's responsible. Absolutely. Great, great stuff there, Q Dog. All right, let's go. We got one left uh, to get to before we uh, close up the Sea of Fans mailbag. And that is our buddy Ron in Ohio. I almost said Alliance. I said Alliance and Ohio at the same time. It came out Ohio. <laughs> Ron in Ohio. I drove through Ohio. Oh, I forgot I got to turn this up. Okay, here we go. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ron. I want to start out wishing uh, Q Dog happy anniversary. Congratulations, man. And uh, I just got done reading that Manti Teo is coming in for a visit. And I did a little research on him, and it sounds like his girlfriend is a real distraction, sort of like Nico Grimes is. Uh, but who knows? Those stories about her could be completely made up. I was also uh, looking up this uh, wide receiver. We signed Tyrell Williams, and it, I'm not sure. It looks like he played for an NFL Europe team, uh, maybe French. I think it's La Chargers. Uh I can't find any information on him in the NFL, though. Uh, so it seems like he's a pretty good pickup. If you got any information on him, let me know. Have a good one, guys. Bye. All right, there's our buddy Ron in Alliance, Ohio. Great job, Ron. That's pretty funny. Uh, He's so, always funny. His girlfriend sounds like I, she's I made up. I think we got a little something going on in the chat. There's some buzz. Uh, uh -oh. It looks like uh, Vontez Burfitt might have left the building with uh, some ink on a piece of paper, man. He might be a Raider. I could be wrong. Oh. That's what's looking like it's trending uh, in the chat. Well, if we had the internet, we could look it up. But wow, that's a, so we're going to have to trust There's the a history there. Dude, we're going to put this in a Petri bitch, <laughs> shake it up. Put it under the heat and see what grows tomorrow. <laughs> A.B. and Burfick do not like each other. Remember? Oh. I think it was last, what, season before last? A.B. cleated Montez yeah. Burfick. Yeah. There's a little beef there, There's man. big beef there, yeah. So let's From, see. Uh, uh, what do you think about, now let me ask you about, about Burfick. I like the attitude. I like his He's play. a runner through and through. He's a, But he's also a headhunter. And there's sometimes, man, ah. when I look at him play and I'm like, all right, enough with that. Oh, man, I tell you, man, and this is a... Uh, um, I mean, Gunther just, loves him. Gunther's gonna. He, oh, we yeah. need an inside linebacker. His fingerprints all over this. His fingerprints yeah, are all right, over this. Right, right. And as much as you know, I was clamoring for C.J. Mosley. I think this might have been Gunther's plan the entire time. Uh, he knows Gunther's system, much like. Um, oh goodness, uh, uh, Reggie Nelson um, oof, was a product of oof, Gunther's system in Cincinnati. And that did not pan out, but you know he was a known commodity to uh, Gunther. So Burfick also is a known commodity, and it might reap dividends because uh, he's a considerable uh, lot younger than uh, than Nelson was. Fire the Nelsons hashtag. It's real. <laughs> it worked. But I, I'll take Burfick. I mean, you know, I'm sure we got him at a discount. So. No heartburn. Yeah, and he's 28 years old. I mean, you know, look, and maybe he's he'll mature a little bit. The only thing that I would be concerned with is that the Raiders, we already got a target on us yeah. as far as, you know, get, pulling flags and whatnot. The last thing we want is somebody that's going to draw additional attention. I'm with but, you on that. But, you know, look, uh, I trust Gunther more than I trust me. Gunther has seen him a lot more than than what we have, and and you know if, if he feels comfortable in making the call, then uh, th then so be it. So I, I appreciate the uh, uh, the insight there from the chat. Thank you all very much. The this freaking stream. And speaking of the chat, the we've phone. got Irish Raider in the chat. He asks uh, Q Dog, you reading this? Uh, yeah, I'm monitoring the chat. I have no outside, no external links. Uh, I'm just following your vibe. I got a thumb on the pulse of the room. And it looks like Bontez Perfect is going to be donning the silver and black. Number 55 is available. But we'll see. Oh. 
<laughs> there Let's we see. go. There we go. All right. We well, appreciate everybody calling us uh, this week. That's uh, the Sea <laughs> Fans mailbag, 909-345-3346. Appreciate the, the, the uh, emails as well. And, of course, you know, we got to award uh, our Sizzler for the week. So, so Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, what do you think? Who gets the Sizzler this week? Uh, man, it was a two-horse race, but I got to go with uh, Refrigerator Raider. I'm going to give it to the homie. Sizzler. 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 All right. Congratulations to Jesse in Kentucky. You are our Sizzler Award uh, winner this week. And uh, I figured that you'd give it to the, to the, to the Homer there, to your, your guy from Kentucky. That's hey, home cooking, man. You know. <laughs> we are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here. From the Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Get my cardio in over here, going back and forth, switching all these dang buttons and knobs. And talk about, boy, Chuck. You know, on on the fan club blitz, they joke often about about jiggling the wires and turning the knobs and spinning the dials and moving the whatever. I'm doing all that stuff today. It's craziness, man. It's just it's just craziness. So I'm starting to, I'm starting to think that there's going to be a production meeting after this is over with Splatterhead. <laughs> well, thankfully, he's given us all that great advice because I've been able to do all that uh, during this show, and it's kept us afloat uh, for what little bit we've been able to keep afloat on the YouTubes. Although the it's funny how this stuff works because the podcast yeah. will be seamless. None of this will ever like none of this will will show up they on the podcast. They won't see your where, sweat. They won't see you man, know what I'm saying your technical support. Up. Now, in the chat, Mike Sanchez, the original Mike Sanchez, has confirmed one year, five mil for perfect. That's a perfect deal. That's a perfect deal. And that takes our salary cap down too. Oh, I think you've got some numbers sure to support does. this. All right, so five million bucks a year takes the Raiders down to thirty-three million dollars. Uh, that is going to bump them down to now fifth in the league. Currently sitting, uh, Colts are at sixty-five million. Jets are at forty-three. The Raiders were at thirty-eight, and now going to drop them down uh, to a cool thirty-three million. It's funny because that's still a lot of cap room, and we've signed yeah. how many guys now? Um, by my count, I'm uh, I'd say five, five, five. Um. And, you know, we had a left tackle that we brought in that broke the bank. I mean, yeah. he set the mark for linemen. And we still have and now $30 million in order to play $30 million. With. And you know what? We only spent $10 million more. Well, I don't know what, what uh, um, uh, uh, Burfick's yeah. guaranteed number is going to nah, be. Nah, but whatever, knows? regardless. I mean, I'm, assume, I'm pretty sure it's incentive Assume it's $5 million bucks. Right. We've only spent $10 million bucks more guaranteed than 52 singularly exactly. that's insane when you think about it like that but let me go ahead and poke you like this please uh, we just let 7.2 million walk out the door and uh jordy nelson and replace it with 5 million for a position of need oh. and we're still 2.2 to the good if my that's, uh math is good <laughs> it's better than mine yeah and that's you know and that's beautiful man that's think about that right like because what's jordy i mean let's let's i thought they play money ball on the other side of Oakland Alameda Coliseum. I know, right? But we're doing it. We're doing it. And let's, I mean, let's be real about Jordy. He's what, third at, and He's third on the depth chart at, yeah. best. at best. And that's before you count your buddy Seth. That's before we sign. But he at, can run 19 miles an hour, Murph. 
please. Yeah, but it'll take him, As reported on take him 19 seconds to get up there. You know what I mean? Like that's that was that's crazy. But you know, I I mean, look at the Raiders. By all accounts, are shopping for some sort of a, a of, of a slot receiver. And yeah. so, you know, if if they do that and they shop for that slot receiver, well, then where does that leave leave Jordy at fourth on the freaking depth chart? You know, if we draft an Andy Not Isabella, that number, I mean, but no way. We, we've got to get rid of Roberts because uh, the same reason why we got rid of Jordy is the same reason we're going to have to get rid of Roberts. He, his number is just too big to be our fourth receiver much. and. We just re-signed Harris, so Dwayne Harris is, for all intent and purpose, our fifth receiver. Yes. I mean, Roberts has to go. Absolutely. I'm with you. He doesn't even play special teams well. He's No, no, absolutely not. So I'm, I'm with you on that. All right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and get one more segment here before we get out. Uh, again, thank you to the chat. You guys are the best. Appreciate everybody hanging in with us. I don't know how many of you are left, but appreciate you sticking with us uh, during this uh, little uh, uh, internet fiasco we've had here on the show today. So appreciate you guys sticking with us. I can't even scroll to see who's there. Q-Dog, can you shout out some yeah, of the guys absolutely. that are there? We've got Raider Critique in the chat, Irish Raider in the chat, Pirate1975 as usual. Uh, we've got Ron. He's always in there coming strong. And, of course, uh, Raider Ramon. He's making his uh, point quite clear in Chris Rubio. So uh, those are some of the guys that are in there. And new to uh, the chat, if I have noticed this guy before, uh, USC Raider, uh, he's talking up Chris Warren. And I happen to be there with him. Chris Warren the Thor is an unknown commodity, but I think he's going to bring the pain in uh, 19, <laughs> 19. Oh, man, I, I'm, I'm, me too. I'm hoping he's going to be our, uh, our Derrick Henry. That's, uh, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's my hopes. Uh, all right, so, um, you know, in our, in our Rogues Gallery clip that we play, uh, you hear James Hetfield, lead singer of Metallica, uh, and, and being a metal aficionado <laughs> that you are, Q-Dog, I'm sure you know exactly yeah. who that is. So, yes. but, uh, but that clip the guy is, with the hair. <laughs> but that clip is from when the Raiders played in the parking lot uh, of the Oakland Coliseum uh, before the 2002 AFC Championship game and awesome. we always close out our show with a segment or not always but recently yeah. we've been closing out our show with a segment we call Raiders and Pop Culture and uh, so uh, there was one sent in a few weeks ago that was LL Cool J on a television show called In the House and That's he right. played a former Raiders running back and I was going through uh, the YouTube machine trying to find uh, a clip of him saying something to the effect of you know playing for the Raiders or something well I could find Find it, but what did come up in my search was LL Cool J. All right, playing halftime of the 2002 AFC Championship game, the same game that Metallica played in the parking lot. And while I can't share the music because it's all copyrighted, yeah. I would at least like to mention that because I I, I did want to acknowledge that's a pretty significant couple of acts to play one in the parking lot before the game could you and imagine one to that? play at halftime could you imagine that oh, that's awesome like if you don't i mean i mean metallic is not chopped liver i mean they're, no, they're the there, biggest you know, metal band of all time and ll cool j is arguably one of the biggest and certainly at the time he was yeah. the biggest rapper for well, us, his, uh, this guy's old enough to go oh, back yeah. to radio and all that like his lips were moist <laughs> But I mean, that's cool, man. That's some cool star power, man. That's what the Raiders bring to the table, man. They bring star power. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, Ice Cube is obviously the big, as far as hip hop acts, he's the biggest Raider fan there is, but, yes. uh, but definitely LL Cool J held it down in that, in that performance. And it was, that was pretty cool. I don't know if you remember, he was wearing a Jerry Rice jersey and it was one of those ones that's like split in half. I got to see it. I got to see the it. Front part of it, so good. I've the front part of it is the, is the away jersey and the back part's the home. Oh, okay. 
okay. Like it's like okay. a split jersey. It's pretty cool, man. It's pretty yeah. cool. So anyway, so that's our Raiders and pop culture this week. All right, so uh, – Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, I cannot thank you enough, my friend, for for, uh, adorning the Southern Annex of the Murph Fan Cave desk. Uh, I know Uncle Mosh will be proud, uh, and and despite all the technical difficulties that we had uh, tonight, you did an amazing job uh, riding shotgun this week, and I'm so thankful that you you joined uh, us here in the Fan Cave, and and welcome to Middle Tennessee, and and welcome to the the crib, man. But I got to ask you before we we sign off, I'm looking at the helmet right behind you, uh, probably at your five o'clock uh what's i've always wanted this about middle tennessee what was with the pegasus snorting lightning bolts they're the blue raiders right yeah that is a white pegasus right yeah it's a pegasus yeah it's 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 uh that's lightning that's the name of the light oh okay. the mascot his name is lightning yeah all right i can yeah. dig it yeah because i guess i guess pegasuses are raiders are they because well the, our, our our team is the blue raiders yes yeah so I guess the horse is a is a blue. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't know, man. I mean, I mean, I play video games too. I mean, I always saw that, man. I was like, man, what's the correlation? But okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't know what the, the I don't know what the horse and the Blue Raider have in common. I don't know. I I tell you, like RFR, it's like an inside joke that nobody else is in. It might, on. Absolutely, it might be. It might be. And you know, I tell you though, when I moved here though, yeah. and I saw that the local school was the Blue Raiders, I'm like, all right, I'm yeah. like, this is cool. I'm like, it's destined. It's, it's Raidery. I'm like, I'll take it. It's got Raider drizzle on it, homie. <laughs> I'm just waiting for somebody to get drafted by the Raiders at MTSU. That's going to be my ultimate end. I, hey, I was, might I be was, stock still. We need a backup well, quarterback. I know, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know who I was hoping for was Kevin Bayard. When he, when he came out of MTSU, okay. he got drafted by the Titans and ended up making a Pro Bowl. Like, you know, he led the league in, in interceptions for a little while at safety, and we needed a safety. I'm like, that maybe we always need a safety. We, we always need, need a safety. middle linebacker. I know, right? Hey, we got, some, we got some more. Jack Tatum's not walking through that door. <laughs> Charles Woodson is doing Saturday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What's up with Chuck Woodson? I mean, there was rumors that uh, he might be uh, being uh, recruited to uh, have a role in the organization. I mean, uh, am I off base? I could be. I'm rooting for it. I know you are. I mean, it would be awesome. I mean, we. He's one of those guys. I think that you know, not, he carries the mantle for Raider Nation. I don't care that he was a Packer for seven years. We just pretend that doesn't exist. Instant credibility. Absolutely. I think it would be awesome. I think it would be. It yeah. would be. It would be great. Uh, you know, I don't know about a coaching role or anything, but definitely uh, uh, as part of the organization would be amazing. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us here on this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, you can always follow us on the YouTube's. That's uh, YouTube.com/slash Murph's Fan Cave. Uh, find us on any podcast feed. Uh, just search for Murph's Fan Cave. That's M U R. RFS Fan Cave. You can call the show 909-345-3346 and if I can talk any faster, I'll get out that you can email the show at show at RaidersFanRadio.com Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, you got anything for Raider Nation before we let you get out of here? Sure do. Light a candle for Mosh. He's in our hearts and minds. I know, I never bailed him out. I forgot about that. Uh, Dang it. I guess I gotta go get him. You got any insights on that? Yeah. um, Put a little money in his commissary. He could use that. Prison ain't free, y'all. Prison is simply not free. <laughs> All right, Allegedly. <laughs> All right, Raider Nation. Appreciate y'all joining us as always. And uh, don't forget what uh, what happens in Vegas. Started in Oakland. All right, guys. Big Raider Trucker. Big ups. See you, YouTube. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Appreciate y'all. This will be the first time I voluntarily turned this thing off. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony. 
but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Total Wine has thousands of wines to savor and pairings for every flavor. Spirits line the shelves. Gifts are easy with helpful elves. A wonderland to explore. Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly. B21. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy... Our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, Our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.